The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ding dong, ding a dong ding. Come on, everybody, join in. Ding dong, ding a dong ding. The party is about to begin. I should have played a longer song. I could have played a longer song. I would have gone for a wee wee. Like Lily Hobo? Um, yes, I would have had a wee 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 like the littlest hobo. You're absolutely correct. I <laughs> say Sarah Harding for the win. Um, I, I agree with you. I want Sarah to win because I, I've met Sarah before a long time ago and I've always liked Sarah Harding because she was very, very polite to me, right? So have I. Well, um, okay. I had dinner with her, but that's by the by. So did about 300 other people, but we all sat opposite each other at a table. And um, I've always got a soft spot for Sarah Harding, but if she wins, it's brilliant because what it will do, it will make her think her, her pretty atrocious behaviour in the Big Brother house is acceptable, and she'll carry on doing it in real life. It'll be brilliant. No, it won't, because they will want to distance themselves from her, Alan. I've thought all of this through. I have completely thought out Sarah Harding's next five years through, and she will not be rejoining Girls Aloud, let me just say... All right. All right, Alan. Oh, I'm looking forward to next weekend. Why is that? Could I be with Robert? You'll be what? I'll be with my brother in Blackpool. Flipping that, mate. I thought it was going to be so... Well, that's great news. Yeah, and I'll be funny and live from the Illumination Switch on next Friday. Wow, that's awesome, man. Thank you so, so much. And I'll be able to tell you who switched them on and everything. That is brilliant news, Alan. Thanks a lot for calling. Busy show tonight. Busy show. First hour, anything goes. 0344 499 1000, right? Second hour, we've got an interview uh, that I did last week with the absolutely fabulous and wonderful Mr. David Hamilton. Diddy David Hamilton. Radio 1, Radio 2, Capital Gold, uh, loads of TV programmes. And I've got a real... You know I'm a radio geek. Yeah, I'm a real radio geek. Jeremy Vine and Jeff Lloyd next week. I'm a real radio geek. And I really do think it's important to uh, go and talk to the people or listen to the people that have trod this path before me, guys. If it sounds pretentious, it may sound it, but it isn't pretentious because I mean it. We should, I should go and thank these people and talk to these people that have trod the path 
before me. So David Hamilton's coming up at 11. Then after 12, um, we're going to do something that might work or it might not work. We're just going to phone some random numbers around the world. I used to do that when I was about, we'd moved. So I was about 13 and we had a little thin blue book of international dialing codes. And what I would do... Um, I would get dial the dialing code. I didn't know how foreign numbers work, so I'd just dial numbers. And sometimes you get a deadline, and sometimes you get through to someone. And I would speak to them. Now, what we need to do, because of the rules of the, the, the radio, we need to tell them they're on the radio, right? And, and some of them might say, I, I suspect the dump button may get used quite heavily. So first thing we'll do is we'll say hello, and we'll tell them that we're on the radio. Now, if we're phoning English-speaking countries, like, I don't know, America, um, then that's easy. You just go, hey, man, you're on the radio in the UK. Okay. But if we phone up um, a non-English-speaking country, um, let me think France, Japan, they may not understand, hey, man, you're on the radio. Um, So what I need is I need your help. And I don't want any messing around. This is serious, okay? because this could get me in trouble with the police and the Ofcom, right? This is serious. I need... To um, if you speak any foreign languages, I need you to call me up oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, and um, I, we need to know how to say in as many languages as possible. Hello, you're on the radio in the UK. Okay, so oh three four 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 nine nine. Ah, here comes our first, um, the multilinguist Dredge. Konnichiwa, Dredge. Konnichiwa. Buongiorno, Sylvie Plate. There we go. There we go. So, yeah, uh, it said on Twitter you were reading all about the kinks, so I wanted to know which books you see, because I'm a kinks geek as well as a radio geek. I'm not reading a book about the kinks. I'm reading um, the excellent uncut magazine, Kinks Special, that details all of their albums. Ooh. Oh, and then when I finish that, I'm going to read the day-by-day account of the kinks. Have you seen that hey. one? Day by day. Day by day. Blood me neck. Day by day by Dave Davis, is that? Day, day, by, day by Dave Davis. Uh, about the Dave... So it's, it's one of, I love these books. There's one for the monkeys, there's one for the Beach Boys. There are several for the Beatles, um, where it, it take it does, like, in 1960... J- June the 27th, 1963, they played to 29 people and they made two shillings. It's all that kind of stuff. I love stuff like that. Proper geeky. <laughs> They, 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 um, I think on the, on the night that, uh, England won the World Cup, I know nothing about football, but they, 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 they were meant to have a gig that night, uh, and they watched the game and then turned up about three in the morning. Oh, I just read gig. that, yeah, I read that, yeah, 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 they, they, um, 66, yeah, they were, they, it was miles away, and they, they got there late, and everyone had gone. Hang on a minute, exactly. John Dredge, I've got to stop you there, because, just stay there, come back, come back, because we're going to find out, has Sarah Harding... Post-Brexit, post-Trump, has the world gone completely nuts? If, if Sarah Harding wins big, wins big Brother, that means she has gone completely, completely nuts. The world has gone nuts. She's won it! Sarah Harding's won it! Won it! Sweet one! The world has gone nuts! Post-Brexit! Post-Trump! Post-Truth! Fake news! A general election that was completely to cock! Sarah Harding has actually won Big Brother! The world has gone...
gone nuts, Dredge! This is the most wonderful, wonderful news! Sarah Harding has won! Big brother! Oh, oh, this bravo, Sarah! Bravo, Sarah! By the way, Paul Danang coming on the show in a week or two. Um, but bravo, Sarah. Bravo. Honestly, Dredge, I know this may not mean much to you, but I've been watching it, right? Her behaviour, and I like her, her behaviour has been appalling, right? OK, so I haven't seen any of it. So, uh, in, in, briefly, what, what has she been doing? This oh, been so she's awful? been getting drunk and hiding booze and um, just arguing with everybody. And it's been wonderful, <laughs> wonderful television. And there was a young lad in there called Sam. I don't know who he is, but he, I thought he was going to win. And then the last few days, he was a bit rude about this girl that he'd been sort of romancing in there. So we all thought this girl, Amelia, and I don't know who she is. We all thought she was going to win because she was lovely and she's beautiful and she's um, vivacious and she's done nothing wrong. And those are the kind of people that win. And it's Sarah Harding that's won. This is brilliant. This in, This is your fault, Farage. This is your fault, Farage. You have created a Britain where Sarah Harding can actually win celebrity big brother, Nigel Farage. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. Wow. Sorry, John. I know it means nothing to you, but that has blown my tiny little mind. Wowzers. I never have a TV on in the studio, and now you know why. I get really distracted. Right, go on. <laughs> what did you call in for, sir? <laughs> well, no, um, what's this? Uh, sorry, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're clearly, uh, you know, distracted slightly by this yes. uh, Big Brother yep. thing. Uh, so she was good television, though, was she? Good television. That's probably yeah, why she's won it. No, 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 but those people don't normally win it. I mean, she was mean in there she was she started go she um she had a boyfriend when she went in but she's coupled up with some hunky guy in there oh that's not good that's, that's not, not good, good right and she was and she was even mean to him she treated him abysmally right and she treated yeah. everyone else abysmally no one liked her she was awful and she's won this is incredible we really are through the looking glass now guys it's the end of days wow i expect nuclear missiles to be launched on sunday morning this is incredible (laughs) incredible Wow, that is because normally the people that win it are the likable ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're the likable ones that keep their heads down. It's yeah, been a crazy yeah. series. Helen Lederer got booted out far too early. Anyway, enough of enough. If you want to call in about that, you know the rules, guys. You can call in about absolutely anything. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We'll call you back. You speak to Haley. We'll call you back. So what's this lights out thing? I've got me flaming ticket for it. I'm gonna. Here's the thing. On um, in September at some point on a Saturday evening, I can't remember the date. Maybe it's the 23rd, something like that. In the Big Green Bookshop in Wood Green, uh, I'm going to um, play the radio in the darkness for a very small audience. And judging by the ticket sales, it's a very small audience. So that'll be me and you. We sold 24 um, tickets so far. And I've got a couple Ooh. of guests coming. So that's not bad. It holds 35. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, and it'll be in the dark. You, but you'll sit on the floor or lie on the floor. Bring a cushion if you want. Um, and you, uh, and I will play the radio for somewhere between 45 minutes 
and an hour. And I've bought a, a, I was going to buy a chunky old Roberts R707. There's something for you geek fans. Um, but I, 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 and I ordered it and then I cancelled it. And instead I bought a tiny new Chinese radio just because. Chinese radio. Does it just broadcast in Chinese? You lacist! Just because, um, uh, it, someone told me it's, it's really, really powerful, right? So it's got FM, medium wave, long wave, and short wave. And the short wave on it is really, really powerful. So it means that for the hour, we'll be listening to some static. Yeah, sure, beautiful. You can make your own, make your own pictures up in your mind. Um, and we'll be listening to, um, bits of radio from all over the world for a minute, 30 seconds. Three minutes, 20 seconds, oh, he's gonna, and I'm going to play it. Now, it might be a complete car crash. I don't know. I've, nev- I've never played the radio in front of an audience before. We'll see. So it sounds like a sort of a strange performance art type thing. It's a performance art thing, definitely, most definitely. And if it, if it goes well, I shall um, be taking, uh, I shall be applying uh, for a grant. An Eddie or a Barry, I don't know, but I shall be applying for a grant of £20,000 to take it around the country. And not only that, you've got flexi time next week, is that right? Uh, Flexi time, which is is, is grain chill from the 80s. No, it is, um, uh, we could have hashtag radio locking. Catherine is back next week and uh, we have got permission to do it once. To do it once and then talk with our boss the next day. But if the show is going well, like it was last night... Um, we can carry on and do the show for another half an hour, another hour, another five hours if we wanted. But we're only going to do it if the show's going well. If it's if it's if we're cooking with gas. If if it's a clunky show, we're not we're not going to do it. So we might not do it next week. We'll just have to see how it goes. But I was thinking, if you did like several more hours, you can do it until Paul Ross comes in. Yeah. And then if the show isn't going so well, you could maybe just stop about half ten. Yeah. Well, no, we, no. Here's the uh, here. Yeah, I tried that. Here's the thing. We we have to we we have to make it at least as far as one o'clock. I'm afraid, John. Okay. Well, well, well. well good luck with it. Good luck with it. Thank I'm you. Looking forward to yes. looking forward to David Hamilton, who of course uh, hosted one of the David Cassidy tours in the seventies. But you didn't ask him about Did that. Not, didn't ask him about David Cassidy. No, no, no. We were t- it's a proper radio geek off, and in the middle of it, and you'll hear it. He breaks off because he has to go and do an obit for Bruce Forsyth, who just died. <laughs> Yeah. What, a, what a strange job. Yeah, I know. You, 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 you'll enjoy it, Drake. It's geeky and it's wonderful, and he's such a nice man. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Guys, this is incredible news. It's like um, Sarah Harding winning Celebrity Big Brother. It's like. Saddam Hussein winning Celebrity Big Brother. It's kind of the same. And I like her. I like her. I met her once years ago. And we sat opposite each other uh, while we had dinner at some horrible award ceremony. Um, and I presented an award to... Who did we present? It was me and Mackenzie. Who did we present an award to? I think it was Will Young. I don't know what that was. What was that evening? Um, anyway, I, I got on with her. I thought she was absolutely delightful, but she has been, um, she has been <laughs> just <laughs> terrible <laughs> in this series of Big Brother. And she's won. Man, we are totally post-Brexit, post-Trump, post-truth. We, we are through the other side of the looking glass, guys. 
344 is the phone number. After 11, uh, we're going to play the interview with David Hamilton, which I think you will enjoy. If you're a radio geek like me, like I know a lot of you are, after 12, we're going to call around the world. It, it might be a car crash, doesn't matter. Let's go to David. Good evening, David. Hello. Hello, Hello. David. Uh, I've just started listening to your show, Ian, and I think you're absolutely nuts. <laughs> Thank you, David. I'm trying, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it, but I'm not getting it, if you know what I mean. Um, could, you explain, could you explain to me what, what, what your program's actually about? No. No. But it's not about anything. <laughs> Look, I, know, I know everybody gets their own opinions and put out there what they want to, and it does. some of them seem out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I love about it. It's why brilliant. should it be? Um, why should it be about anything? I know. Yeah? I know. you're right. You're right. Absolutely right. See, I'm usually a George Galloway man, who is brilliant, I, by the way. I love George. I know, I know. And I put my opinions towards him, and he's probably you get a good response. Yeah, it's the first time I phoned your show. Yeah, and uh, to be quite truthful, I'm getting into it. I still want to know what you're all about. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm not. Yeah, gonna, no, I'm not going to tell you, David. I'm going to keep that as my precious little secret. <laughs> Sit back, no, nice relax, nice close your eyes, and just let it wash all over you. Yeah, it does. It does. Believe me, it does. Imagine uh, I'm licking every up. inch of your body. <laughs> yeah, come on now. Even down yeah. there. Even down there. <laughs> Imagine, David. Huh? More tea, Vicar. More tea, Vicar. <laughs> Plenty of tea. And tea. Uh, whereabouts, whereabouts are you from, Dave? Obviously Scotland. Whereabouts in Scotland? Stirling. Uh, yeah. That's right in, the, right, in the, right in the heart of Scotland. Beautiful, beautiful. I've got um, uh, uh, kind of my dad's half... My dad, my granddad on my dad's side are from Aberdeen, so I've got a lot of family in Ad- Aberdeen, and my dad's second well, wife is from... For a pill up, they're feeding for a pill up there, right? They didn't come out there talking about, like, you know... Oh, God, no, don't. <laughs> Honestly, my granddad Jock, for that was what we called him, right? Um, and he's, he's long since gone. But he liked... He obviously, he liked to drink, of course. And he oh, had this yeah, yeah. very, very thick Aberdeen accent anyway. But then when he got pissed on whiskey, he got pissed quite a bit. Um, uh-huh. And he would sit, and I was like five years old, and I would sit and he would talk to me, and I did not have a clue what that man was saying <laughs> to me. But David, boy, oh boy, how Neither I... do we. Neither do we. <laughs> we don't know what they're talking about. Are, Aberdeen, are people from Aberdeen famous for being... Oh, un... they're just they're, they're their own language altogether, you know? <laughs> oh, I don't feel so bad now. I don't feel... No, 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 you can, you can be cool about that. Mm. My, um... My dad's the, the, cousin, the, the my dad's Kenyan cousin, people. my dad's cousin the used Kenyan to play people. for, um, for Aberdeen, used to play football for Aberdeen, Doogie Rugby. Doogie Rugby? Uh, Long yeah. time ago, 80s, uh, 80s, I think, yeah. And then he came uh, down for Chelsea for a season. I've heard that name, I definitely. Uh, uh, uh-huh. uh, I'm a real Oh, nice one, nice one. Anyway, keep listening, man. Yeah, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're giving it a, a try and not doing what a lot of people do, unfortunately, is listen to five minutes and go, I'm going to turn this idiot off. So thank you no, for persevering. No, leave me in. You're, you're brand new. Keep up the good work. Bless you, buddy. Every keep weeknight from part. 10, David. Nice one. Thank nice you, mate. One. Take care. Let's go to Steve. Evening, Steve. Hi. Hey, Steve. I, I just want to, I've phoned in a couple of times, but um, I just wanted to thank you for the show. Because, I mean, it's an odd thing to say, but the more weird the show gets, the more it kind of is like a link to reality for me. Go on, can you explain that? Don't worry if you can't, but I like that line, but I, I'm not sure I completely understand well, it. Well, I mean, 
the real world, you know, without wanting to be like a mentalist, it it's it's difficult sometimes. But this yeah. show, it's brilliant. I love it. I love it. And the more insane it gets, um, I don't know. Somehow, the more insane it is for me. Well, th- we're gonna... it's, it's a link. It's a great. I mean, I listen to the James Whale show. Yeah, and that's a tif- it's a different bag. Yeah. It's a different kettle of fish. Yeah. I love the James Whale show. I've phoned in a few times. Yeah, he's good, James. I, you know, but I don't know. This show is like an alternative. I love what you said about how this show is just sort of amalgamating itself into like uh, uh, a sort of late night, you know. Dropping centre. films, American sort of phone-in shows. Were you about to say this show is like an alternate reality? I think, did I not already say that? You kind of half said it, but then you stopped halfway through. You said this is an alternate, and then you moved on to another thought. You've obviously, you've obviously a very quick thinking gentleman that's, that, that thinks so quickly, you, you, you don't always finish the sentence, which is a good thing. Yeah. I identify with it. Yeah. I just, I just love it, mate. You know what I mean? Bless you, Steve. I, I shouldn't really have phoned up. Oh. I'm too, um. Is your mum going to tell you off? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, you know, things aren't going very well at the minute. But oh, I'm man, I'm sorry about to hear that. that. But the, 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 I love the show. I love the show. Here's the thing, Steve. I, I'm actually the guy that phoned up about uh, Killian Murphy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's your gay choice. Mark Ruffalo, yes. You're, you're very right. Isn't he? You're very right. He, Isn't he, he is very attractive. I, hey, He's listen. not my type. He's not effeminate enough. No. Oh, if I do, if do I you went, like Killian Murphy. Sorry if, to interrupt if, you. No, if oh, I'm yeah, going right. to go gay, right? Mark, for those that know, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. My gay choice is Mark Ruffalo. Steve's is Killian Murphy. If I'm going to go gay, then I might as well go with a with a bloke. Do you know what I mean? I might as well go with someone who looks like a bloke. There's no point in going yeah, half measures. Not, I know you see, so I like a feminine. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But he is Mark Ruffalo. But the thing is. The thing I like, well, it's the same with Killian. Yeah. Uh, the, when I, I went, I, I did. When I spoke to you, I said I would go and have a look at Mark Ruffalo on the yeah. on on the. And there was five picture pictures of him on his website, and they all looked very different. Yeah, oh, he looked very like four versatile men. Matt, a very versatile man. On one man. picture, he looked like Xavier Bardem. Maybe but we he's could a sexy man anyway. Maybe we could um, double date. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll be all right, wouldn't it? We could double yeah. date, and then they, then we know that there's no danger of either, either of us copping off with the other one's um, Hollywood star. But do you the thing? Do you just um, you see? Hello? I just yes. yes. Sorry, no, I'm not talking on. properly, am I? No, you're not. But I like it. I like but you with a lot. Killian, you see, yeah. it's not sex. Well, I, I want to hold hands with him, and I'd probably let him do a sex act on us. But mainly just being friends and old man's. It's I've, a very school I want to lie in bed with Mark Ruffalo with his head yeah, on my chest really while I stroke him, his you? hair. Because you said you, you wanted to go around to his house and do him. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I don't feel like that about oh, This is the best start to a show I've ever, ever had. This is what a great run of callers we're having, Steve. This is wonderful. You see, I don't want to go around to Killian's house and do him. No. But you'd let him perform I a sex act on you. Been, oh, I'm so stupidly schoolgirlish about it. <laughs> but 
you, you actually, you are, you, before we had this, two weeks before, which is why I felt safe. Yes. Uh, but you, you were going, you were talking to Kath about Mark Ruffalo. You were like, whoa. whoa. Uh, it, the, I mean, you want Chaz and Dave playing, don't you? Here's the thing, right? Here's the only problem I've got with Mark Ruffalo. I think he's quite short. <laughs> so we'd look silly. We'd look silly walking down the street together. That's why I kind of imagine us in bed. Oh, but it looks beautiful. There's nothing... You see, I mean, the given type is like a guy your height yeah. and, a, and a really, really petite girl. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, something like that. Okay. And I see girls who... Because, like, I would be taller than them, so that would be cool, but all the really, really petite girls yeah, 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 are yeah. with guys your height. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's which true. Which I sometimes... Hmm, I'm a... Slightly better about that. Steve, I've really, I've really enjoyed this call more than you'll ever know. You've really made me smile. Thank you, mate. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it as well, because I'm really pissed off about stuff in life. Sorry, oh, no. not. Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to share that stuff or not? Well, I'll just say quickly. You don't have to. But no, if you want I'd to, like, you can. I'd like to really. Go on. I've just kind of, two two friends that I've been friends with for like 10 and 15 years, I've just kind of texted them, and not in a like bitter, drunken way, that we're done. Because it, I don't know. You've ended two friendships. Rightly so, though. Yeah, have they, have they um, betrayed you? Kind of. Oh, mate. Not in a really bad way, just like not there for you and yeah you know, i spent 30 years just going out and drinking and going to see music and and realizing that all your friends are acquaintances and i'm yep. doing all that and i just i know it's i know it's probably too harsh but i'd rather have nothing than slight um bollocks. That, that's sorry, right sorry, steve, I'm, sorry steve, I'm really sorry steve, i'm really sorry steve you heard that on periscope apologies on periscope we dumped it with just steve that's it I'm that's sorry, it Ian. that's two uh, yellow that cards really accidental i know i know but just be careful i'm sorry that's man. right buddy i know you didn't mean it don't worry just one more and i will have to let you go okay um yeah but um it, uh, but when, a, when a radio show becomes more important to your new offense yes then half of your long friendships it's yeah. not really very good, is it? Um, you, but it is. Hello? But, but the show is brilliant. <laughs> I'm glad. Steve. Thanks, mate, anyway, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and you too, man. Thanks for sharing that with us. You take, take care, care of yourself. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Everyone, everyone's going through stuff. Gatford, I'll come to you in a minute. Everyone's going through stuff. I've got to say, what an opening 30 minutes of the show. What an opening to the show, guys. Um... Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I did just say for the first hour, just anything goes. And man alive, hasn't it just? I'm Ian Lee. This is the late night alternative, and of course, we're on talk radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over the late night alternative with Ian Lee on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh. Yeah, we're uh, guys. Guys, don't tell me. Oh, for, yes, and, the, and the, the bollocks went out on radio as well. So don't worry, people telling me I heard this, I heard that. Guys, we know what we're doing, all right? Get away with a little bit of light, although we don't encourage it. But an F-bomb, yeah, that, that, is, that is unacceptable behaviour. If you're watching on the Periscope, the odds are you're going to hear stuff that doesn't necessarily go out on the radio. Um, Gatford! I heard it. Well, you're on the phone, mate. 
Yeah, I know. I just thought I'd let you know. Yeah, well, for goodness sakes. I, I've heard you swear on the, on, on the phone as well. Do you remember the- There we go. <laughs> there we go. That, that, you, again, Periscope, you would have heard that. At Gatford, you would have heard that. The listener at home wouldn't have heard it. I blanked it out. Yeah, no, but it's in there. It's yeah. lodged in there, Gatford. That was just for you. Little yeah. private, little private seven seconds of radio just for you. <laughs> I've got no reply. No. no. I can't. I no. can't do it. No. Um, you know you're playing another game of tag in about a week's time or so? Uh, Sunday, September the 3rd, 3pm, on uh, Hyde Park, Speaker's Corner. Yes, sir. Now, I'm planning to come, but I can't play tag because of nine toes. Then, then why would you come? You're not, you're not, you're not welcome. We, well, don't, we don't want, um, I, I'm, we don't want you. Well, I just wondered if there were any other roles in, in, in the game that I could perform. Ah, no, I know what you could be. You could be, uh, there's always a bit where someone's chasing someone, and yeah. normally they kind of, like, the one person's on one side of a tree, and the other person's on the other, and they try and just try, and, and uh, you could be the tree. Yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so basically you want me to stand in the park. Yep. And people run round me. Yes. Yeah, why not? Well, not all the way round you, because they'll be knackered. <laughs> Funny guy. Uh, so, yeah, I could I could do that. Or I could officiate. Sorry? Do you, is there, like, a referee in tag? Yeah, and it's me. You're not officiating. We're not, we're not having some dodgepot come in and some nine-toed freak coming in officiating. Excuse me, a fish nine... Nine-toed... Freak. That's what you are. Rabbit hole, I'm getting that foot out. I don't even know. Oh, no, don't, I don't want to see it. For those that don't know, Gatford is a freak, and he's only got nine toes. Oh, flipping it. Oh, I've what? not got it. Um, it was, um, it was in yesterday's paper. There was a brilliant picture, right, in, um, yesterday's paper. This bloke, I can't remember the story. Like, can, I, this bloke, had, he'd had, like, some of his fingers burnt off or, or chopped off or something, right? But do you know, this is incredible, and there was a picture of it. And apparently, they used to do this quite a lot. They don't do it very often these days. Do you know how the surgeon saved his hand? Stuck in a bowl of ice or something? Oh, oh no, mate, he stuck it in a bowl of stu- something. He cut what? a hole... In the guy's stomach. Oh, in the acid. He made a pouch in the guy's stomach and oh. he sewed the man's hand into his own stomach and left it there, I think, for about a month or something. He sewed a man's hand inside his stomach to help it get better. How messed up is that? I, I heard a story a while ago, this was some time ago, about a bloke who had his ear, ear cut off. Yes. And he had it sewed back on, but they couldn't sew it back on his ear for some reason, so they sewed it back in on, on his legs. Yeah. Yeah, on, on the inside of his thigh. And he couldn't have the sex a lot, but what it did sounded great. Um, wowzers. Wowzers, wowzers, wowzers. I love, um, um, oh, I love cutting you off, that was it. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, that was a bit longer there. Evening, Paul. Hello. Hello, Paul. Listen. This tag, I'm coming. Are you going to you going to play, or are you going to stand there like a lemon? 
I'm thinking if Gaff is going to be a tree, we can all piss up it. Right, steady, right, go, go, right. No more bad language tonight, guys, because this is, I mean, this is, we've used up a month's worth of, um, of swear words in the first 36 minutes of tonight's show. Seriously. All right, listen, it's been a brilliant start. I'm really enjoying it. But if that's, if that's what you're into, then you need to negotiate, you need to negotiate a rate with Gatford for that, Paul. (laughs) Thank you very much indeed. Sunday. The 3rd of September, uh, 3pm, we're going to be playing a game of tag, stroke, had, stroke, it. You are all welcome. I say all of you, not one of you on Periscope. There's one person on Periscope who shouldn't be here. You're not welcome. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. You know who you are. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, aren't people funny? Nut job on Periscope. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Strange show, the last show without cast, so the last, last show to uh, where we can actually have a bit of fun, we can let our hair down, enjoy ourselves, because we haven't got mum going, oh, what are you doing that for, man? You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing that, man. Well, man, what's going on, man? Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that, man. So she's back on Monday, so it's back to miserable safe, tame shows with mum. <laughs> She's not, um, she won't be listening. She won't be listening. She's on her holidays. Um, so for the first, uh, 11, after 11 o'clock, we're going to um, uh, listen to an interview I did with David Hamilton. So if you want to call, now is an excellent time to call in. Oh, uh, I was about to go to a call then. And um, then Dom disappeared. I'm guessing maybe Dom bottled it. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Literally, I think. I've not even looked in the papers tonight. Not even looked in the papers tonight, Dom. You're joking. Sorry? Hello? Hello there, Dom. Hello there, sir. Yes. You're all right. Yeah, you need. What is wrong with you? The number of th- I, I, I've heard more of you speaking on the phone when you don't know that you're on the phone than when you're on the phone. That is impossible because I ring you every other night and say a lot of stuff. Um, I'm for twenty minutes the other night. Well, you're on for twenty minutes. Can I just say, look, yeah. there's someone called Emma on Periscope. You ain't coming to. Tw- you ain't coming to uh, play tag, Emma, and you're not staying on Periscope. Go away with you now. Away with you now. Fruitcakes and weirdos. I, I, I just don't need. Fruitcakes and weirdos. I just don't need. Not that kind. Not that kind, I don't. Right. Um, right. Hang on a minute. I'm just fiddling around with that. There we go. Um, anyway. Yeah, apparently Kath is listening to the show. Um, and I do... Well, yeah, Kath, I do apologise, like, pet, for uh, um, taking the mickey on you. There we go. <laughs> There we go, that's that. Um, what have you got, Dominic? For that is oh, what Dom is short for, I know, because I googled it. I'm not sure, I'm six foot six. Hey, he is a big lad, he is a big lad. Tower of you. Shut up, man. You're not six I foot think. six. You don't, that, pic- take- that picture, I, you I, got I, us to to crouch down. I think <laughs> every picture I've taken, you crouched down on purpose, or you stood on your tiptoes. You've told me to, to crouch down. Fake news, man. Fake news. Oh, fake news you in a minute with my fist. Yeah, likely story. Uh, all I'm thinking is uh, in reference to Gatford's call earlier. Yes! I completely agree with everything you said that we heard and that we didn't hear. <laughs> in it, though. Isn't it, um, though? Really? I love him, really. 
Isn't it really? Oh, look, and there we go. I can click on that person's name, and what I can do is I can block them. Blocked. Gone. Tutty bye. Tutty bye. Um, yeah, he's, 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 I mean, he really is one of the most boring callers um, ever, really. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. But we've, we've all got a cross to bear. Um, and you've got Gatford. I've got Gatford. Um, what country? Oh, no one's. What countries do we phone up after twelve? No one's called in with. Um, uh, this is what we need. Dumb people are distracting me. Right? No. What after midnight? We're just going to phone up some places around the world randomly, right? Um, and it might work, and it might be a car crash. Yeah. Um, but what we need um, is uh, to say in foreign languages, "Hello, you are listening." That you are on UK radio. Okay, what you need is a polygot producer who's uh, skiving. Oh yeah, because um, is she polygot? Is she polygot? I did not know that. She's, yeah, she's married with so, kids as well. Married with kids. It's, Outrageous. It's disgusting, isn't it? It really is. Tom, I'm going to cut you off. You. Okay. There we go. It's as simple as that. That's how it works. Well, well, I've had enough. I cut him off. Same with you. When you've had enough with me, you switch off. That's absolutely fine. I dig it. I dig it, guys. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's get let's get to the meat of this show tonight, and it's a very very meaty show. We need um, uh, foreign speakers, foreigners. Um, uh, we need we need, let's phone India. I want to phone India. Really want to phone India. How do you say in Urdu or Hindi? Um, hello. You're on the radio in, in England. Britain. UK. 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 Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand Foreigners and uh, those of a foreign persuasion, please call me now. This is The Late Night Alternative. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Yes, line one. What do you want? Let me take that. Just put them straight. Yes, line. Let me just take that. What do you want, line one? Hello? Yeah. Yep. Jag one, Harry one, kill one. Your mum... Susan Boyle or Boris Johnson? Um, your 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 prank calls are awful, dude. Awful. Did you call up LBC last night? Jaguar, Marion, Killen. Did you cousin? call up LBC yeah. as, as the truckers last night? Yeah. Uh, the 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 sec the first call wasn't very good, um, but the second call I heard, I can't remember what the second call was, but it was better. What was wrong with the first one? The first one I heard was. Um, uh, talking about Romanians coming over with all their lettuce. I, I thought just that didn't really go anywhere. But the second one was the second one. I can't remember what the second one was, but it, it was it was better. You you've obviously listened. The second one wasn't done by me. I'll be honest. Oh, who was it? Was it done by your, one of your mates? Yeah. Um, guy. It was good. Let, go back and listen to it. What, what 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 did he say in the second one that was so good? I didn't listen to that one. I, was, I to be honest, I got thrown off by the my Romanian stuff. Well, 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 the thing is, I mean, I don't want to say anything, but that guy is ripe for the plucking, right? Because he just doesn't, he hasn't got the, the experience under his belt. So he's great. It's a different guy on tonight. Uh, here's the thing. Let me just tell you now, and I know you've withheld your number, and that's great for this show. On those shows, they they probably won't let you on with a withheld number. So just buy loads of different sims. Why don't you call them? Oh, no, no. Last time I did a prank call, I got in terrible trouble and got the sack from the BBC, so I, I ain't doing that again. But um, you do. It's good to see a younger generation knock, knock, knocking at the door. You go and do it. But just buy loads of Tell cheap little sims so you've got loads of different numbers. Why did you get sacked from BBC? And work harder on your accents. Your, your voices are not as good 
as um, you think they are. I can tell when it's the same voice. You weren't the guys that phoned in about the hammer shop, were you? The hammer shop? No, it wasn't, because that was good. Work on your voices. Your voices aren't as good as you think they are. So really go for the voices, all right? Like this one. Yep, thank you. Um, these are some prank callers who called me last night, and they were awful. But then I heard them phoning up another radio station, and they were starting to get it. They were starting to get it. It was good. Kyle, can you speak any foreign languages? Kyle? Oh, sorry, I didn't yeah. hear you. Yeah, well, it, it, um, uh, we don't tend to get that many Kyles calling in. So when I say Kyle, generally means you. Sorry. I was trying to help, well, I was trying to help Gatford, but I don't think it's more like a really insensitive thing to say now. Don't worry, we've got a spare toe for him. You're going to donate a toe for him. That's what a real mate would do. You'd donate a well, toe for him. Well, no, kind of. Oh. Obviously, I, I know of Gatford, but uh, my brother rang up my little ra- internet radio thing tonight, and he was uh, he lives in quite a backward part of uh, Lancashire. Oh gosh! There was a bloke in a pub, yes. and uh, he said, uh, "I've got, I've got, uh, I've got two extra toes." So my brother was like, "No, you're having this on." Yeah. So he took his sock off, his shoe and sock off, and uh, he did. He's, he's got seven toes on yeah. one foot. It's quite common. It's quite, you know, in um, Get Carter, there's a bloke who's not in the film. He's in the film as an extra. There's a scene where uh, Michael Caine walks into a pub and there's a bloke holding a pint. Six fingers. He's got six fingers. Well, that's new. There was, um, there was, um, uh, there used to be a young lady who, um, whose name was, and I'm not making light of this, her name was an anagram of vagina. And and she worked in the petrol station uh, near where I used to live when I used to live in London. And she had a, a sixth finger. Well, all, all I was thinking is, could we not sort of arrange some sort of transfer? And I hope Gatford, if he's, if he's still listening, I hope he's not offended. Why don't we Why don't we just average him out? If Gatford's missing one, why can't we get one off this other fella? Because he's got two spur. Is it, full, it, Gatford, is it full size, though? Is it a full size toe? Because sometimes these extra ones are a little bit, little bit limp. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to get Glenn to go around and uh, another dig for me. Yeah. Well, if not, we can get. Do you remember? I was trying to think of the name of the couple. Do you remember that couple about fifteen years ago, maybe twenty years ago, that tried to buy a baby on eBay? Oh, yeah. They were big for a bit. They were big for a bit. Uh, they were uh, older. I think she might have been a white witch. And they tried to buy a baby on eBay, or m- it might have been twins. And th- I think. They certainly paid the money. I don't think they got the twins, and there was a huge furore about it. But then they became sort of reality stars before we really had those kind of reality stars, and they popped up on a few things. They weren't called the Colshaws, because that's John Colshaw, but it was something like that. No, I don't I'll tell you, I do remember. The, uh, the bloke who had his uh, it chopped off. Was it uh, John Thingy Bobbitt? John Wayne Bobbitt, yep, yep, yep. And he, he, yeah. had, then, he had it sewn on. And then he made a porno. Um, so John Wayne Bobbitt had his penis hacked off by his wife, then got it sewn on. Then he became a soft porn star, and he made a porno that told the story of having his penis chopped off. Now, listen, I've enjoyed um, pornographic movies of all different hues and, and, and shades and, and tastes, right? I wouldn't want to watch a porno where halfway through it, the bloke gets his willy chopped off. That, that, that for me, I think would kill the mood. But didn't she, if I remember rightly, didn't she sort of take the, uh, the member 
and drive off with it and then throw it in the field and they yep. manage to retrieve it. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. How did they find it? Um, sniffer dogs. Oh, very Or maybe they just replaced it with a sausage. I don't know <laughs> the ins and outs. Funnily enough, I was just reading about the uh, Kinks album Percy for the movie of the same name. I don't know the ins and outs, pun intended, um, of that situation. But boy, oh boy, you've really got to upset someone to um, for them to cut your uh, your old fella off. You know, I've known I've known a few though, Ian, I'll be honest with you. Well, well Carl, you're, you're a man mm. who's lived. Thank you very much. You can't speak any foreign languages. Guys, this is really, really important. We need foreign language speakers, okay? Otherwise, I'm going to get an Ofcom complaint upheld against me for um, breaking the law. Am I going to prison for it? Do not want to go to prison. Not after what happened last time. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Yes, Penny! Good evening, how are you? Do you remember the name of the couple that tried to buy a baby? No, but Coleshaw was something like that, wasn't the it? Coleshaws, they, they had a, there was a documentary about them. The, maybe it was the Coleshaws. And they were odd people. Okay. I, re, I remember I was a, a, a guest on a panel show hosted by Patrick Keelty called, steady, now, Stupid Punts. And basically you had to bet on people. <laughs> and one of the things was you had to bet, I, I'm sure it was something like you had to bet how many fish... This couple could shove down their trousers or something, something like right. that. Right? So, How is this related to the couple who tried to buy a baby? I'm that was it. Was they were the couple that bought that tried to buy a baby? It was them. It was right. like now it's now it's now it's no, this was years ago, about eighteen years ago. Now it's round three, and you've got contestants. You've got a bet on this. Here we've got the couple that tried to buy a baby. You've got a bet. How many um, uh, fish they can shove down their trousers? What were people on when they came out with that idea for a TV oh, show? Oh man, it was it was post nineties, early uh, early twenty first <laughs> century. They were probably on cocaine. Let's be honest. Let's be Explains honest. A there was a lot Explains of it floating around then. Anyway, what you got for us? The um, Killshaws. The Killshaws. That was, was it. Like that. Thank you, Luna yeah. Loops on Twitter. The Killshaws. There we Perfect. go. I was going to say I went to school with someone who had six fingers, well, five fingers and. One thumb on each it's hand. Very, very it's common. Like that, and she had them chopped off when she was little. Oh no! Because apparently it was a common. She was from Sierra Leone originally, and there apparently it was quite a common genetic thing to have extra digits. Why would you and they were cut, cut them off. off? I don't know, but that's what they did. Because she got little. You could just see where they were, where they'd been done on her hands, both hands. Uh, really random. I, I wouldn't cut that off. I'd have it there, and I'd scratch my really nose. Really random. Scratch my nose. So does Gatford? Does he need a runner? For paying tax. No, well, listen, Gatford, you want to be his runner? No, I'm not. I'm bringing along someone else to tag. No. To, and it's their birthday, and I wonder if they could be Gatford's runner. No, Gatford is, is, is really ruining. Gatford is ruining this day <laughs> for me. Th- this day today, and also the 3rd of September. He's ruining it for me. <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, even want him oh there. Gosh. I'm going to start. Oh. I'm going to start an e-petition, right, to have, not have gap for there. And if we get a hundred thousand people sign it, well, no, because I'm hoping to meet him for a pint before or after. So don't do that. If if a hundred thousand people sign it, then it will have to be debated oh, in Parliament. Have you got a hundred thousand listeners now? Have we? Have we we're, we're, we're close, but basically, if everyone listening um, did it twice under a second name, we'd be all right. That's right. I've got you a new listener who wants to call in, but is too scared. Well, so I... can I put them on the phone? Well, uh, um, uh, yes. All right, I'll hand over the phone. Here you go. Hello. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Who's this? How are you? Uh, this is this is Bon here. 
Bon? Yes, that's right. Bon? What, what, one name like Cher or, you know, that sort of thing. Bon? bon. Yes, Bon. Bon. B-O-N-N. Bon? Yes, that's right. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Bon. Yeah, Penny. Hello, how are you? Oh, good, thank you, Bon. What you got for us tonight? Oh, nothing. I was, um, Penny was alluding to someone coming along to, uh, to the TAG event mm. on the 3rd of September. You'd be very welcome, um, Bon. Yeah, well, that happens to be the day of my birthday, so the day oh. I was born. Bon, that's good. Days. So I thought I'd have a birthday treat and, um, and come along. Yeah, you know? you're very welcome, but I don't want you getting involved with this Gatford guy, Bon. He's bad <laughs> news, right? He is bad, I've, bad I've, news. I've, I've heard, I've heard that the loss of a toe can affect people in many strange no, ways. He was boring before that. I, honestly, oh, right. the dull, I've done phoning radio for about twenty years. The dullest <laughs> caller I've ever had. Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I could top. Oh that. no, hang on, hang on a minute. He's not. This guy is. Evening, Paul. Hi. You're talking about six fingers. If you're going to if you're just going to phone in to tell a crappy joke, Paul, we're not no, interested. No, it's not a joke. This is not a joke. It's serious. Apparently, it's true. Liam Gallagher, the famous singer, has six toes. See, Bon, this is this foot. is this on is his left foot. this is the this is the dullest caller, Bon. Right, okay. No, no, it's the true story. Uh, but uh, okay. He has two little toes. He has six toes on his left foot. Well, that's that's excellent. That's that's why he's such a good rock and roll singer. Right, okay. Maybe so. Well, thanks for calling, Paul. Thank you. There we go. See, Bon? I was was, was partly expecting some sort of punchline there. Anyway. Bon, you sound posh. Do you speak foreign languages? Am I... Do I sound posh? I sound posh, thank you very much. God, you sound... You sound very posh. Not not nouveau riche. Old riche. Old old money. You wouldn't say that if you knew where I was from. Do you do you speak any foreign languages? we um, do I yeah, I kind of do. Can you what well what? Um I know a little bit of Polish. Can you how do you say in Polish? Mm, you, I know you're gonna ask. Hello, you are on the radio. <clears throat> I could be really nasty here and tell you something that is completely wrong. Listen, if you say Popach Namoyo Gurek or Yaistan Dupa, I know what those mean, okay? So don't you know, Oh you know what Yaistan Dupa Oh yes I do, fine. mate. So okay, don't yes. don't okay. don't try and prank me with the Polish, all right? Okay, okay, fine, fine. There are there are many other ways. No, I know Jim Dobby. There you go. There you go. That's, that's hello. I'm going to cut you off now. This is your. You've been baptized by fire. You've been cut off. Uh, this is serious, guys. We've just done an hour of radio and we've got absolutely nowhere at all. Absolutely nowhere. I was asked. I'm so angry with you, lot. I'm so angry. This is all Gatford's fault. What we need. All right. When we come back, we're going to go to the ads. Then we're going to come back. And then I'm going to talk for a little bit. And then we're going to play out the interview I did with the fantastic David Hamilton, who is just a delight. Here's the thing, right? He's 78, 79, and he still sounds exactly like David Hamilton. Now, I know that's a, that's a stupid thing to say, right? But often, people, when they get older, their voices their voices change. You know, of course they, they change. You know, Everything gets older and things sink and they change. He sounds exactly the same. And it's got to be said, what a charming gentleman, a proper gentleman. Um, I think you're going to, it's quite a long chat with him, but I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, and then after 12, we'll try and phone up some foreign countries. But, 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 we need, um, we need some foreign languages. I thought I was dealing with an intelligent bunch of uh, listeners. Maybe I got that wrong. Um, you are listening to me, Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative. And of course, this is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. 
Um, yes. I can take a couple of calls at the top of the next... Stop saying the top of the next hour. I hate that phrase. I hate it. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is The Late Night Alternative. My name is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, the Dukes of uh, Stratosphere, of course. 0344-499-1000. Good evening, Glenn. Hello. Glenn, they're having a little whistle. Hello. Yes. Sorry, I got carried away with the music. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just call it up. I'm, I haven't done this before. I'm just getting a little bit frustrated with the um, Frank tools. I wonder, I, I, I'm a fairly new listener. Okay. I wonder if it happens often. Oh, God, you guys are terrible at this! I do hope you're joking. God, your 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 faux indignation is awful. I, I couldn't agree more, Glenn. I'm on Glenn, whatever your name is. I'm on. Thing is, I'm on your it's side. Bad. I okay. I'm on your side. I want you to succeed at this, but you are terrible pranksters. Sorry, I'm, I'm. You know what? I've heard him online, and I'm getting rather irritated by him. Oh God, this is this is awful. Can't, listen, darling, I, I've been do. I was doing this when you were still at primary me, school. I was doing this when you were still at primary school, young man. You, you, honestly, you are awful. You, 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 I like the fact that you're doing it, but it's awful. And also coming on a show where 
everybody gets on um, is... <laughs> there's no challenge there. There's no challenge there. I can tell you how to do them if you want to... If you want to learn, do you want, do you want to learn? You're not on the radio at the moment and you've not been on the radio for the last two minutes. There's so much you need to learn and I can teach you. Let me be your Yoda. Okay. I can teach you how to do this thing properly, but you, you need to want, you're you're not on the radio. This is another thing. I've got the power. I've got the power. No, hang on. What am I singing? I've got the secret. But I'm singing two different songs. I can tell you how to do it, right? But you've, you've got to want to learn, okay? Give it to me. You, you want me to give it to you? Give it to me. Right. First things first, right? The realist? I've got the power, right? The, the radio host has got the power, okay? You've got, you've got to... Agreed. You've, no, no, no. Come on. Do you want to learn or not? I, I agree with you. Okay. The radio host has got the power. They've got um, faders, so they can fade you down. Um, or they've got, um, they've got phone box in front of them, which is a switchboard thing, which means I can, I can make you go quiet or I can cut you off at any moment, yeah? I thought that was people who swore. No, 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 no. That's the dump button for people who swear. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So you won't... Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Um, all commercial radio has a seven-second delay, Right? <laughs> So what that means is you can say something libelous or you can swear. And what I'll do and is then, I'll, I'll cut you off and then I'll dump it. So that's seven seconds. Yeah, I get that. doesn't get broadcast. Right? All commercial radio's got that. BBC yeah. radio doesn't have that. Oh. Oh, you've given me an idea, Ian. Thanks very much for calling. That's the end of lesson one. That's the end of lesson one. Yes, G. Can I give them lesson two? Dial one four one before you ring in. Well, that's a pathetic lesson. That won't work because we call them back. Yeah, but well, at least well, then, no, no, they have some kind of chance of getting on when it's called straight to air, no. like last night well, when they, 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 did, they completely did failed. They did that. They they did one for one for the straight to air, um, but you won't get lesson. Lesson two is you won't that you have to give them the, the, the switchboard a number. So they can phone you back. So this is what, if you want to do it, go, go and buy a load of Sims. Thank you very much indeed. You're talking to the master. I'm not saying people should do this. I'm not encouraging people to do it. But I do think, as a fan of, as a fan of speech radio, uh, I really uh, um, uh, uh, am so disappointed that the, the art, and it is an art form of the prank call, has died. It seems to have died. Um, and, and there are some great prank calls. Um, I did one and it got, I found out five live once and I got in terrible, terrible trouble. Absolutely awful trouble. Um, and I lost loads of jobs and work and stuff like that. So I don't do them anymore, but I've heard Robert Popper do prank calls. I heard a brilliant prank call from, um, Matt Lucas to BBC London the night before I phoned up, um, Five Life, and I was inspired by that. And, of course, the, the classic, the classic is, um, uh, it, it, the classic is Peter Cook phoning up Clive Ball at about two o'clock in the morning and um, being a drunk um, fisherman 
Sven, the Norwegian fisherman. Hey, Marty. Hi, Ian. How are you, dude? Good, thank you, man. What you got for us? Uh, I got some German for you, if you want. Yes, go on. So this, this, this is. I want to say hello. Um, you're on the radio. Okay, I'm gonna. I've got hello. You're on the radio in Great Britain, if you want. Yeah, go on. All right. Okay. So it should be. It's hello. Hello. Yes, they say hello. Hello. Du bist. Du bist. Am di radio in. Hang on. Am di radio, and I'm going to mark underneath it to roll it. Im. Im. In. Gross. Yeah, in. Let's spell the same as the English. In isn't. In isn't. In isn't German for in. It is, dude. You, do you speak it is in German? Situations. Yeah, remember I got a kid there. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Du bist am di radio in Gross. Britannia. 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 Britannian. Britannian. All right, brilliant. We're gonna yeah. we'll phone Germany then. Fantastic. All right, dude. Nice one. There we go. Thank you, Marty. At last, a sensible caller. Yes, Ryan. Hello. Yo, mate. Yep. I heard you mention Yoda. I'm actually a big Star Wars fan myself, so oh, I thought we'd talk about Star God, Wars. Oh, God, you're awful, guys. Seriously, you do you not know? Do you not know who you're dealing with? Um. So you are you not a fan of Star Wars then? Because I'm honestly the my favorite foe, character. Is and, and now they can't hear you. The faux indignation is awful. And guys, the, it, the, sorry, what you, you, the faux indignation is just terrible, right? And also, guys, I remember your phone number from last night, dude. Yeah, I know you may do, but I'll come to about someone else. Can I bring you on this number? I didn't want to talk about Star Wars. Try again. The, these lessons that I'm giving out, um, I'm happy to give out. If you whack this call through... Oh, oh no, we've spoken to Steve already. We've spoken to Steve. The, 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 I mean, the, they are lame. The main thing is they're not funny. That's the thing. But I can teach them. I can teach them. If they want to be taught, I can teach them. That's uh, <laughs> the thing. After, so after midnight, we're going to do this thing where we're going to try and just phone... It might not work. We might not get any answers. We might get people slamming the phone down on us. I don't know. But um, we, we're going to try and phone up some um, foreign countries and stuff. And, and just to see, just to see if we can get some conversation out of them. I think we might get some interesting... Um, I'll just take that one. Yeah, I'll just whack that, I'll whack that through. Uh, you, need to, you need to do it now. There we go. Uh, hello, hello, Rahim. Hi, Ian. Uh, yeah, first I was going to call up to give you some German. Oh, yeah. But then still got called up, yeah? I was like, but yes. I have a backup. I've got some Arabic for you. Here we go, buddy. Give me the Arabic. <laughs> uh, okay. Enter ala radio. Say that again. Enter. Enter. Ala. Ala. Radio. Radio. Are you sure I'm not saying something naughty there? No, 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 I'm sure. I'll give you something naughty if you want. Yeah. Ah, uh, what do you want? Look, say that you can give me what again? I can give you something naughty if you want. No, I don't want anything naughty, Raheem. <laughs> Enter our radio. Enter our radio means you. You're on the radio. Say again, one more time for me. Enter. Yeah. Allah. Allah. Not Allah. Allah. Uh, hang on, you're saying Allah, and I'm, that's is what I'm worried about. I don't want to say Allah. 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 Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Allah, al radio. You're saying Allah. I don't want to say Allah because that's going to get me in trouble. No, no, Allah. Ah. Ah. 
So the first letter, you, basically, there's a difference in sounding in Arabic. You've got two letters, yeah? Oh, God, I'm going to offend Arabic. someone. It's going to get very, very dark. No, I'm serious. That's how you say it in Arabic. Enter. You've got Allah, and you've got the word Allah. 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 Yeah, yeah that's it. Allah Radio. Allah Radio. It is going to get... Uh, we could be getting big trouble with this, guys. Take a trip into the alternate reality of Late Night Radio. I think I'm in something like The Matrix, and so are you. The Late Night Alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. So, you know, um, on this show, I'm sorry, but David Hamilton fans have been listening to Eleven since since Eleven to this rubbish. Um, I, I'm a big radio geek. I'm a big fan of radio, and I, I'm certainly <clears throat> in favour of going and shaking the hands of those that have trod this path before me to say thank you, to find out how they did it, and, and to find out what it was like. Um, next week, we've got uh, Jeff Lloyd on, and uh, we've got Jeremy Vine, and tonight, <clears throat> it's an interview I did last week with David Hamilton, who's got a, a really good little book out about Radio One. We mention it a few times in here, um, and just, I mean, a, a real delightful, delightful gentleman. So sit back and enjoy me having a chat with the one and only Mr. David Hamilton. Right. Where are we? Houston. Um... Coming into London early on a Friday afternoon to meet David Hamilton, Diddy David Hamilton. Now, um, for uh, a lot of you, you may not remember that name, but when I was a kid, David Hamilton was everywhere. He was on Radio 1, um, he was on the telly all the time, kind of hosting quiz shows and being a guest on quiz shows, and he also was um, one of the continuity announcers on Thames Television. I'd forgotten that and, and, until I read his book. Um, but they used to have, um, on regional TV, you'd have a fella sat behind a desk saying, coming up later on today, we'll have whatever. And one of those people was David Hamilton. Um, anyway, he's written a book about working in Radio 1 and his life and all of that, and it's, um, it's a good little read. It's a short book. But it's, a, it's a, an enjoyable read, and um, I'm off to meet him. It's David Hamilton. <laughs> Hello, mate. Can I ask you to come in? Yes, of course. You don't want money off me, do you? Yeah, I do, actually. Oh, God. Yeah. It's all a scam. Yeah, I, 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 this is the reason that we want money off you. <laughs> um, I just had a phone call from radio. Can you, can you buzz because, me in? Uh, David, could you buzz me in, oh, please? sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. There we go. Be one of those magic things. Yes. I just had a phone call from yeah. Radio Kent saying that Bruce Forsyth has died. Bruce Forsyth has just died. Have yeah, you heard? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I just yeah. heard. Yeah. So you're doing a, a... Well, they've asked me to do something at... Um, they've asked me to do something at half past five. So okay. I thought we could start recording. Brilliant. Thank you. And we could use one of the studios. Yes. And then I'll just... If we're still going, I'll yeah, just yeah. break off. Brilliant. Uh, and then um, just do that, because I'd like to say something Yeah, of course. Of course, no, it's just... It's just we'll it, so yeah. come and meet uh, the gang up here. Wow, that's exciting. That. You never know, they might find some work for you. You're subject. taller than I was expecting. Oh, I'm very tall. You're, I was expecting I was a lot. I was I was expecting a lot shorter. Hey, I'm nice to meet you. Next, standing next to you. Well, I'm shrinking. Oh. Are we recording yet? We're recording now. All right, OK. Yes, you are. Right. So okay. everything you say now will, will be used will be against you. Held, uh, may appear in court. <laughs> um, I grew up 
the book is brilliant, Golden Days of Radio 1, and we'll talk about Radio 1 in a second, but I kind of was more aware of you as a kid on TV, because you did, I forgot you did the continuity on Thames Television, as well as hosting loads of shows. I did, I I actually did television uh, before radio, Mm. I did it the other way around to most people. Radio was my first love, because I was part of the radio generation. I grew up on a very remote farm in Sussex, where the radio was the window to the world, and um, I used to listen to commentaries on football matches from grounds like White Hart Lane and St James's Park and I would hear these enormous crowds I could hear the crowd and I think what would it be like because all I had for company was my sheepdog (laughs) and I didn't ever see any people so what were all these people where were they so it was um, you know I was as I say I was part of the radio generation and my ambition from a very early age was to work in radio my uh, hero that I listened to was Pete Murray and I I heard Pete on Radio Luxembourg and um, I I suppose in a way I wanted to be Pete Murray I saw a picture of him one day in a magazine called Fab 208 which was the Radio Luxembourg magazine and he was horse riding in the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg and he cut a very glamorous figure he's a very good looking man and I thought uh, how wonderful he goes horse riding and he answers his fan mail by day and then he plays records at, at night and I thought this is better than working for a living so I thought this is what I'd like to do and my friend said to me uh, my colleagues at school how are you going to do that with your South London accent so I talk a bit like that you know we're a bit sort of you know hard boys South London boys and um, so I got this hired this Grundig tape recorder which is a very heavy thing with spools big old chunky machine oh yeah and I lugged it home and I read things from newspapers into it so that I (laughs) I gradually learnt to talk proper you gave yourself elocution lessons nowadays of course anybody with me nobody wants anybody nicely spoken nicely spoken like me Uh, nowadays it's all accents you know even continuity announcers now on television why I you know coming up next you know (laughs) Is is that Pakistani what was that? Yes, it was. <laughs> um, so, yes. what uh, what was the first what was the first gig you had then? TV or radio? What was the very first job? Well, uh, the first job I had was as a script. I, I, my very first job, I was an office boy at yeah. ATV. I just got a job, and it was in the early days of commercial television. Mm. And um, uh, going on my rounds and delivering the mail and collecting the mail from the the, the good and the great. Um, one day, I got talking to the head of the script department and he said he said you seem like a bright young man what do you want to do so I said well I, I'm, I'm a writer uh, he said what writing have you done so I said well while I was at school I wrote for a football magazine called Soccer Star and uh, he said well bring your cuttings in let's have a look at them yeah. so I took the, some magazines in and uh, one day he said to me look we've got a writer who is leaving we had a writer who created a new series called Emergency Ward 10 wow yeah of course I've Tessa Diamond yes, yeah. yeah one of the first soaps yeah and uh, she was leaving so they were looking for a new writer and they took me on and uh, I I think I was about 18 and I wrote my first film series. I wrote a series called Portrait of a Star and what we would do every week, we would take a star like Henry Fonda or Marlon Brando and I would go and look at... um 
their films, yeah. and I'd make self-contained clips lasting about two minutes, and then I'd write a little profile of them. So it was quite a mature thing to do at, yeah. at 18. And um, everything was going really well when a buff envelope arrived on the mat, and I was called up for national service in the RAF. I was posted to Germany, so I went to see the head of the... BFBS as it is now, you know, which you'll be familiar with, the British Force Network, it was then called, in Germany. It was the German end of two-way family favourites. And I went to see the station boss there, and I said, look, this national service is a complete waste of time. (laughs) I said... uh, Uh, can you use me as a writer? So he said, we don't actually have writers here. He said, but we do need someone to read the football results. I said, right. I mean, that's absolutely, I'm a great football fan. So um, that was the first thing I did. And then when I, I, got used to doing that i said to him one day i said this music that you play bing crosby and peggy lee it's fine for the officers but the troops want rock and roll of course and i don't think he knew what rock and roll was um so I, he sort of said to me how do you mean so i said well uh you know uh, bill haley and the comets jerry lee lewis little richard yeah. and elvis presley who was there at the same time doing his national service mm. with the u.s army i think elvis was in frankfurt and i was in cologne anyway eventually uh i wore him down and he <laughs> said right i'll give you a show on sunday afternoon and because he was so worried about transmitting this heathen music he followed it with a speech by the padre <laughs> so the padre came on and cleansed their sins after listening to Isn't rock and that roll fantastic that's you're corrupting rock and roll, yeah. That, yeah that's how rock and roll was viewed at that time as, as, as subversive and dangerous i've got to just say for a second i'm i'm a real radio geek you know and, and for me working in radio is just the best job i could ever have yeah. and sat here hearing your voice okay. you know your voice is it just, just has oh, i'm gonna make you sound old you are old. I'm, I'm not going to be you. Your voice has been around for decades and has been, yeah. for, you know, it's been the soundtrack, part of the soundtrack yeah. to my life. Do you get people, you, you'll be in a post office queue and someone will turn around and go, oh, I recognise that voice. Are you David Hamilton? Yeah, I do. I get people recognising my voice more than my face, although yeah. I've done quite a lot of television, not as much recently, of course, as I've got older. But, uh, yeah, quite often p- people say to me, oh, I recognise the voice. Yeah. I mean, I can be away on a holiday and people will say, yeah, the voice, yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, it's interesting as well you mentioned about being a kid on a on a farm and radio was your your window to the outside world and i think it's i think it still is for a lot of people even with the internet you know tv was going to kill off radio and it didn't the internet was going to kill off radio and if anything it's made it more popular you're still doing radio shows now i know you've just been recording what what are you working on and um how important do you think that radio is now? Well, I think, I mean, you know this, the, the joy of radio is the one-to-one thing. You know, yeah. when you're doing your program, it doesn't matter how many million people are listening. You know, it could be a million, it could be a hundred thousand, it could be a thousand. It doesn't matter because you are talking at any time yeah. to one person. And that's the joy of it. And there is a magic of radio. There's a buzz about radio that you and I mm. and people like us enjoy. And, uh, you know, that thing you've got there, that, yes. that microphone, 
microphone has become to me like a sort of umbilical cord. You know, I've, I, I don't walk around with one all the time, but uh, it seems that I'm never too far away from yeah. one. And I think, uh, you know, people say to you, uh, you know, are you going to retire? Well, uh, why? Why would yes, you? why, why would, would you? you? Yeah. As long as you can speak and string yeah. a sentence together, why yeah. would you want to? Why would you want to? Yeah. And so I don't work as much as I used to. I mean, I used to do uh, a, a daily show, mm. but now um, I've been doing a big recording session today where you can voice track, what's called voice yeah. tracking now, and you voice track shows. So I struggle doing that because there's yeah. something about that red light being on and it going out live. And when I've had to re- pre-record shows, I just can't get that same energy. Do you well, know what don't I mean? forget we're recording now. Oh well, I suppose so. Yes, you know, yeah. and we've got that. We've got that energy yeah, now. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. There's nothing like a live show, mm. of course, um, and but there is a sort of a, a art is too strong a word, but there is a knack of, of voice tracking, and that is to to try and make it sound live, although yeah. it isn't. You're very restricted because you can't do anything topical. Yeah. You can't do uh, anything about the weather. Uh, you know, it, you're, you are very restricted. One way I get around it is if I fluff, and we all fluff as we're speaking yeah, course, now, yeah. I leave it in, yeah. you know, because you, no one's speech is perfect all the time. So I might, I'll say something like, uh, and uh, you know, a very good a very good morning. Oh, no, it's now afternoon. We're after 12. It's, uh, it's afternoon now. <laughs> isn't it and it's just my brain ticking yeah. over as i do it so um but yes today has been a long session i mean i've been record i started recording today at uh, 11 o'clock and wow. i finished at five yeah. so and i've gone non-stop right through it uh, and when the day comes when i can't do that anymore that'll be the day to <laughs> pack it in i loved your book the golden days of radio one i wanted more of it i, I, I devoured it in a, in a day and i wanted more of it uh, so right of Volume two is what I'm telling yeah. you, David. Go, go and do another one. But I loved it. Um, I'm going to throw a couple of names at you. Mm. The first one, a gentleman I'm fascinated by, Simon D. He was a strange character, w- wasn't he? And he gets, he gets mentioned in the book um, because he was a really big star in the 60s with D-Time, his TV show, um, and then kind of blew it all by, well, I don't know, arrogance? I don't, I don't quite know why. Well, I think the chapter that I've done about him, you know, fairly sums it up, yeah. really. I think it was too much too soon. Mm. He had come from the pirate radio stations. He hadn't uh, done any television before. Um, and suddenly he was pitchforked into peak time on Saturday night, D-time, the big opening on the show. You know, he arrives with the blonde and the E-type Jaguar. And huge stars like Sammy Davis Jr. and all the big stars would go on his show. I think he was very very arrogant. Uh, I think he was generally regarded as a very arrogant man. And um, as I say, you know, in the book, he sort of took over from the director and yeah. was calling all the shots yeah. and saying, give me a camera here and there, and uh, without realising that, you know, the, it, the director calls the shots, yeah. you do the chat. Um, and so, it, but his demise was really a, a, a frightening yeah. lesson to all of us. And we, we all saw what happened to Simon D, uh, who was just gone overnight. And you think to yourself, crikey, well, you know, we've... And also kind of written out of history, because none of those shows were saved. None of the, the, the yeah. TV shows were saved. They were all white. I guess they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, it's a great shame. I mean, at that particular time, they were probably done live. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they were live. Yeah. I don't think they were recorded. Um, and no recordings were kept. And if they were, they were wiped, because tape was so expensive yeah. in those days. Uh, they would record another show over it. over it. So there's. I don't know whether there's any footage of Simon there's D. There's hardly any. Left there's a couple of minutes. <laughs>
Give me the dirt on Tony Blackburn. Come on. Now, I, I know Tony a little bit. He can't be that nice. Come on, David. Well, I, I, I don't know there's any dirt on Come him on. in particular. I, I um, was very friendly with Tony, particularly in the early days yeah. at, at uh, Radio 1. And um, we you know, be, became you know, good pals. And it was a time when his marriage to Tessa mm-hmm. Wyatt broke up. And I tried to do, uh, you know, what good friends do at a time like that. Um, I, I took him out and got him drunk and got him laid and, <laughs> you know, uh, what, 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 are, what are friends for, you know? And he was very, very seriously down. Yeah. And um, uh, he needed a lot of very serious uh, uh, cheering up. And, uh, you know, I think that's uh, what I tried to do. But, and he's still at it. You know, it, it, it's, it's funny because your style of presenting and Tony's style of presenting, and you address it in the book, because of Smashy and Nicey, it fell out of favour for a little bit. It, it became very easy to kind of knock your generation of, of broadcasters. Um, and I think that happens to a lot of people, a lot of people who've got sustained careers. But you and, uh, and Tony and a lot of people from the era have kind of come, you know, you've, you've, you've powered through the other side of that. Was it tough with the smashy and nicey stuff? Well, I, I can't speak for Tony, but I think that my style has changed probably yeah. somewhat. Um, uh, luckily, my voice is much the same. It hasn't really aged a lot. It hasn't. Although you find me a little, a little hoarse. Nay, nay. A little <laughs> hoarse today after my long recording session. Um, so I think you have to move with the times. I don't think you can... St- you know, stick in a rut. I think it was a bit tough for everybody because um, Smashy and Nicey were generally thought to be Tony Blackburn and Alan Freeman, yeah. although maybe an amalgam of all the Radio 1 DJs. No one was quite sure about that. But certainly they were ripping the pee out of, out of all yeah. of us and making us all seem very cheesy. Mm. And I think that didn't... I mean, Dave Lee Travis, for example, he particularly didn't like it. And I remember that, you know, when... Uh, when the cull happened and a lot of DJs at Radio 1 were moved on, I think he was particularly upset about it, and I think he felt that the smashy and nicey thing mm. hadn't done his cause any good. Mm. I mean, it was quite funny. If you looked at it as a sort of uh, parody of us all, it, it was funny. Um, it, it, but it could have done us harm. Yeah. That's right. Um, you, I, the thing I didn't realise here, reading the book, you had one of the biggest audiences on Radio 1 because you were doing a show that was simulcast on Radio 2 at the same time. So you, how, how big was the audience for that? Well, nobody really, really knows, actually, and because um, the marketing, market research that was done at the BBC was pretty vague. Yeah. You know, they didn't have Rajar or Jikra or the things that have come along. Uh, Rajar's pretty, you know, people ticking a diary. It's, it's a yeah. bit... All, all it was in those days was ladies uh, who used to go out, mainly in London, asking people what they what they had listened to that day. I love the bit in your book. I'm not yeah. going to give away too much from the book, but the bit when um, they... they um, was it asking about whether they'd enjoyed the Margaret Thatcher interview or something? Yes, Margaret Thatcher was due to be a, a guest on the Jimmy Young show, and so the ladies had a question. Did you find the interview with Margaret Thatcher, one, 
very interesting, two interesting, or three uninteresting. And the general opinion was one very interesting, which actually was very interesting because on the day in question she didn't turn up. <laughs> and so the, there was then research done into the researchers, and the, and the general feeling was that it was a day where it was absolutely bucketing down with rain, and it was probably easier for the ladies to stay in the office, oh, no. nice and warm, and uh, really just say, well, we think probably most people would have found. Yeah. I think, don't you, Gladys? Yeah, they just made it Gladys, up. I think, what do you think, Margaret? Yes, <laughs> but very interesting, yeah. But in, in answer to your yeah. question about the listening figures, they said that they were in the region of about 18, 19 million. Because you have to remember, I mean, the golden days of Radio 1 were actually golden for the DJs because in the first days, which is 1967 to 1973, Mm. there was no other pop radio station. So when there are now 600 registered stations, probably not all broadcasting, but a lot of radio Mm. stations, at that particular time, there was only one. So every town and city you went to, Mm. everybody heard what you said on Radio 1 that day, and every what he watched the DJs on top of the pops, and, and exactly, you guys were stars. In, in some ways, you were uh, bigger than some of the pop stars. The records that you were playing. W- w- when did you realise you'd become famous? Was was there an incident where you, you, you I don't know, someone called out your name in the street, or, or someone threw themselves at you? I think the most worrying time was when I started getting stalkers. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, gosh. yeah. And um, I had one woman who turned up. I was living in in Barnes at the time, yeah. and. Uh, this woman looked looked my name up in the electoral register Mm. turned up up at my house and threw a brick through the window the only thing was she'd got the wrong david hamilton and some poor chap was sitting there when this great hunk of masonry turned (laughs) you know just landed on his carpet and the policeman who um arrested her uh, you know happened to be a police sergeant local police sergeant happened to be a very good friend of mine and um he said uh why have you done that so she said it's that david hamilton he said which david hamilton you know the one anyway he knew that uh, he he she'd got the wrong person mm. so she appeared in court and i think it was the magistrate said um uh, why did you do this and she said to him it's none of your business really yeah wow. and she used the uh, in court yeah uh, and um the the, the policeman uh, she would say she said same thing to him he quoted her and in the sort of deadpan way that coppers do yeah, he said when i asked her why she did it she's yeah. none of your business <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, te- like, that's genuinely terrifying though that, well, that, then that's and it, it, people yeah. quite often think of stalking as a new phenomenon yeah. but if you had nut jobs then well she turned up again at broadcasting house and paul burnett who was another dj who's unfortunate to look a bit like me uh came out of the building and she ran up behind him with a can of yellow paint and threw yellow paint all over him so he was done from head to toe in yellow paint looked a bit like a canary and as he turned round, she said take that david hamilton <laughs> and he said but i'm paul burnett so uh, she got no comeback after that, is there? No, she got the wrong man twice, and this time when she appeared in court, um, she did give an explanation, and the uh, the magistrate said, uh, you know, you've got the wrong man twice. Yeah. Why did you do that? And she said, he's sending me telepathic messages over the radio, yeah. and he said, saying what? And she said, saying that he wants to tamper with parts of my body. Wow. Do you know what? I've had someone um, who who's, uh, thinks I'm sending them secret messages through the air and things. That's, well, that, that's, yeah. um, that's the dark side of the intimacy that radio 
um, creates. You will get it particularly at night. Yeah. I think you get that sort of where people tend to be on their own a bit lonely at night. Uh, this may be somebody seeing you as, uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's a she. Mm, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know. Yes, yeah, no, this was a while ago, and yeah, it was. And, she and she's seeing you as her bedside companion. Yeah. It's the power of radio. I tell you where I learned the, about the real, the real power of radio and the intimacy that we talk about. Terry Wogan. Terry Wogan. You know, I, I grew up listening to him as a kid and, and never really thought anything of it. And then I came back to him as I was older. And he was the master at that. Hello, listener. Dear listener. Just always talking to that one person. And that, and I, I learned so much just from that dear listener. Very nice man, too, by yeah, the way. I've got a chapter on, on Terry, yeah. as I have uh, all the others in the book. And uh, <clears throat> I remember once he said to me, um, I want you to play in a charity cricket match for me at Taplow. So I said, well, Terry, I haven't played cricket for 20 years. He said, if Isla Sinclair can play, you can play. <laughs> so there was no answer to that. And we had a very pleasant day. Um, Terry scored the winning run with a six over the boundary and um, having played cricket for three hours we then spent six hours in the bar I think so <laughs> but no he you see Terry was an example of what you heard on the radio was what you actually got was in he real really life yeah, he was a very very nice man yeah um, I think you're about to get called in in a second to uh, oh no we've got a couple of minutes we'll, we'll yeah. wait till they call in and then we'll um, we'll let you go because we, can, we can come back okay well yeah. this is just just to put this in some perspective we've just heard the news a couple of hours ago that Bruce Forsyth has yes. passed away 89 I think or was it something like that you were you did you know him then were you yes I knew Bruce the last time I saw him funnily enough was at an, at an event at the House of Commons wow. and my wife danced with him my wife is a great dancer and she's a great fan of Strictly yeah. and um, she used to teach when I met her she was a, a, a right. aerobics teacher and so she and Bruce were doing a few steps together <laughs> at the House of Commons and uh, she was very thrilled and of course told all her friends after I I danced with Bruce <laughs> of course as you would school. everyone loves Bruce you yeah. can't not Everybody love Bruce, Bruce. Um, Fun. Fun is the thing I get from this book. You, had, you guys had a lot of fun at Radio 1, and it came over on the airwaves, but you must have enjoyed yourself. We did have a lot of fun, and we had a lot of fun on the air. Radio 1 roadshows were great fun, yeah. you know, going out and working to crowds of people on a beach. You'd have maybe 5,000 people, and all they're seeing is a DJ with a couple of decks uh, playing silly games like, you know, Spot the Mileage with Smiley Miley and Smiley Miley. bits and pieces and stuff like that. Um, and uh, there was a lot of there were a lot of pranks that went on on the road shows. You know, there were a lot of um, funny beds that were made up. You yeah. know, you get what are they called? Apple pie beds. Apple pie beds. Apple yeah. pie beds. It was all that that went on. And uh, what was amazing was the things that people did to each other in studios. I mean, you know, it's like in a studio. We had people um, pouring water over over people. Uh, we had people <laughs> setting fire to people's scripts. I mean, really? how dangerous? Yeah, you mentioned that in the book. Yeah, how, how dangerous was that? So yeah, someone's holding a script. Yeah, somebody said, yeah, room. yeah, put a set fire to it. We had, um, we had the new, new DJ. We had Mooning. Oh, I think that's, I think that's your cue, David. I don't know. I think that might be your cue. I can hear somebody. Should we go and see? Hello, hello. <laughs> There's lots going on. Now's an excellent time to have a little pause. I think. This is very exciting. I'm just sat in the control room while David... Howe. Who's he doing a link-up with? So BBC Radio Kent. Radio Kent, OK. Um, so this is a live link-up. This is very exciting. Obviously very sad, because it's about um, Bruce Forsyth passing away. But um, 
For a radio nerd like me, this is genuinely very thrilling. <laughs> Good afternoon, Dominic. Yes, a very sad day, uh, the loss of one of the great entertainers of, of the last few years. I remember the first time when he starred on Sunday night at the London Palladium. What's amazing is how much like David Hamilton he sounds like. I know it's a really silly thing to say, but, you know, it, 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 it sounds like David Hamilton. I've with him a few times. The last time I saw him was about two or three years ago, and it was at 10 Downing Street. It was a, a charity event there, and uh, my wife's a great fan of uh, Bruce's and uh, my wife and I first met her was a dance teacher so she asked Bruce if they could do a few steps together and of course he was up for it so they, there they were the two of them dancing at 10 Downing Street I've never heard the end of it of course she name dropped him everywhere to everybody about <laughs> how she danced with Bruce at number 10 but that was the kind of guy he was he's done Bruce of course last performed here he's done in 2012 when he shared a stage with shall I come back in David I'm going to go back in thank you do you know what? I'm so unprofessional. Did I did hear it. You sounded you sounded so much like David Hamilton. <laughs> it's remarkable. It's remarkable. Do you know what? And I left my phone in here and I'm thinking, oh God, please, my phone I mustn't told, ring. I told you, you catch me at a bad time because I'm completely cream cracker. I usually go home on a on a on a I usually record these on a Thursday, but yeah. I had to change this week because I've been doing a rock and roll tour. Oh. Did you know about that? No, tell me about the rock and roll well, tour. Um, I, I've been doing a tour, a theatre tour now. Uh, this is the second year called David Hamilton's Rock and Roll Back the Years. Wow. And what happened was there was a band that I worked with at the Palladium, a five-piece band, excellent band called The Fugitives. Yeah. And uh, two girl singers and a guy singer, and they said to me all the kind of music that, you know, from rock and roll era, 60s really, yeah. mainly, and they said to me, why don't we do a tour together? So I thought we'll probably do about a dozen theatres. But uh, this was our 40th show oh, wow. uh, last uh, Wednesday night. We're in uh, Minehead. So what is the show? What, and, what happens in it? Tomorrow, uh, that's uh, Saturday, we're going to be at Bromsgrove. Oh, right. So, yeah, it's, a, well, it's, a, it's, I can't You're not singing, are you? Yeah, I do sing. Are you singing? I do really? sing. I do sing at the end. Oh, go on. Yeah, well, I, well I, I compared the show, and yeah. I tell not stories, but little anecdotes yeah. about... I mean, when we did the show in Minehead on Wednesday, it was the anniversary of Elvis's death, course, so we yeah. had an Elvis medley, you know, yeah. and I talked about Elvis and what I'd said to you earlier about I was in Germany at yeah. the same time as him, and, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it, he's virtually the only person who sold over a billion records yes, which is incredible incredible um so uh, but then at the end um i i come on and i sing great balls of fire oh there we go you see well done within the gold lame whistle <laughs> the thing is anybody can sing rock and roll it's not like a ballad where you've got sustained notes yeah. you know but uh, when i first sang i mean i had sung in pantomime before but when i first sang when they said to me want you to sing i have to say i was i was nervous what i was most nervous about was forgetting the words because right. um, i hadn't done it very often but as as it's gone on after 40 shows i've sort of grown in confidence a bit and i know i know ham it up and i go i go a bit over the over the top so i do the sort of the full jess conrad <laughs> There's a reference for the teenagers there. I hope you picked up on that. Um, you talk about, you, you, you say you've done this long day-to-day uh, -day and you've got all these live shows. You've always worked like that. I was yeah. really surprised to read in the book, you finish your radio show at five o'clock, you go home, have a wash, yeah. change your shirt, 
and then you'd go to Thames Television and do the links all evening. That's crazy. Yeah, I did. Uh, um, I came off the air at five. I had a flat at the time just behind the BBC in Hallam Street. Yeah. The Thames studio was in Euston Road. Uh, but you're quite right. I, I, I took, the head, <laughs> took the headphones off at five o'clock, went home, uh, changed, you know, put a smart whistle on. Uh, drove down the road as you could in yeah, those days yeah. and actually parked the car on the Euston okay, Road. Can you yeah, imagine that yeah. today? Uh, leapt into the studios, bit of touch of the old five and nine, you know, the Leishner, and uh, on the air at uh, First Link at uh, 5.45. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And also doing the, the, the cabaret shows as well that you were doing, at d- discos and things, as, as, as well as doing the radio show, yeah. the TV work. Yeah. Um, and it's incredible to see that you're still going at a similar pace well, now I, a lot of you know a lot of things that people say to you ring bells with you don't you yeah. don't they and in the 80s i worked with the band mud oh, okay yeah. uh well i i didn't actually work with them i was i was working in ireland i was touring in ireland and they were over there as well and we met up at a hotel one evening yeah. and we had a few drinks and dinner before our various shows and uh they said to me in 1975 when we were number one in the charts with tiger feet and all the other hits that we had we were asked to do a lot of gigs and we couldn't be bothered and they said now we're doing all the gigs that we can for a quarter of the money yeah. we would have earned then yeah. So I, I listened and learned, and I thought, well, the answer is strike while the iron is hot. Mm. And, you know, do what, when people, when there's d- a demand, you know, do it. Yeah. So I did, uh, the other thing I remember, you'll like this, <laughs> was my first agent said yes. to me, he said, let me give you a good piece of advice, son. He said, in this business, take everything that's going, even if it's only a number eight bus. <laughs> And the thing is, it's so true because, you know, I, I, I started off doing TV and I had quite a nice few years. And then it, you get you get fallow periods by the very nature of the fact that a lot of this is this business is, is based on fashion and, and trends. There are fallow periods. Yeah, well, there are. Um, and then sometimes, like an old car, you come back into fashion again. <laughs> yeah, well, you, know, you wait long enough. Look, forget me. Look at the pop groups. Think of groups like, yeah. you know, the searches and the bands like that. They were in the charts in the 60s, yeah. then suddenly by the 70s things have moved on, and, uh, and now suddenly they're all doing the solid gold tours, yeah, yeah. And, and they're all back again. So you, you have a kind of lull, and then if you're lucky, you get a second win. Oh, David, I've got two boys who are seven and five. They've already been to see the Monkees, the Beach Boys, they're going to go and see the Zombies soon, you know, the, 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 it's, and it's, it's amazing to see these 60s pop stars now in their 70s, but still doing the best shows they've ever done. Well, it's amazing when I look at our audiences. I mean, we were in Minehead on Wednesday night, and uh, we had a lot of seniors, obviously, but yep. some younger people as well. And there were young people in the audience singing along with "Do Do Ron yeah, Ron," yeah. and they know all the words. Well, th- th- that's not the most complicated song to know all the words to. Met him on a Monday, and my heart stood still. <laughs> yeah. um, we, we, we mentioned that the, the, the fun, and um, it, it comes across in the book. Let me get the book out so we can give it the full. The full plug and the full title. The Golden Days of Radio 1, Hot Shots, Big Shots and Pot Shots um, by David Hamilton. Um, do you like the subtitle, by the way? Yes, I do like the because, subtitle. Where did that uh, come from? I didn't from? think of that, but uh, Junior Campbell, who's a big pal of mine, yeah. uh, who was in Marmalade, yeah, first course. Scottish band to have a UK number one, uh, I bought his house. Uh, that's another story <laughs> in itself. But uh, <laughs> actually, there's a, good, there's a good Junior Campbell story with Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney wrote Oobla Dee, Oobla Da. Yeah. 
Uh, Beatles did it as an album track, never released it as a single. Marmalade had the hit single. So years later, Junior Campbell met Paul McCartney for the first time. And Paul McCartney said, Junior, thank you for taking my song to number one. And Junior said, Paul, thank you for paying for my house. <laughs> anyway, Junior and I are still good mates. The yep. next person who paid for his house was me. I bought his house. <laughs> and uh, he came up with that uh, title, Hot Shots. I used to call uh, my records of the week Hamilton Hot Shots. Yep. And he came up with Hot Shots, Big Shots, and uh, Pot Shots. So I hope he doesn't want royalties for that. But, you know. He'll uh, be buying that house back. That's uh, what we're we'll going on. There's a picture of him in the book playing uh, football for the. Uh, he was a guest player in the uh, Radio 1 football team. Uh, and uh, he was quite a good footballer, actually, Junior. Okay. Can I commend you as well for not shying away from Jimmy Savile? Because um, it, 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 it's, you, you know, he was a horrible, horrible man, obviously. Um, but no one mentions the name anymore. And, it, and, and he has been airbrushed from history. And you don't. And you address the fact that what he did was heinous. But, uh, and he was, he was horrible. But you, you do talk about him. And I think that I, I, I was really surprised and I was pleased to see that you did. He came across, you didn't meet him very much, but as a very arrogant aloof individual well one thing i, I decided and in, 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 well, two things i decided actually first of all i was not going to have a picture of him in the book yeah and i've actually got a radio one calendar from yes. 1977 and there's a blank space for one month and that was where savile was nobody wanted to see a picture of him yeah but as you said he was there and i didn't feel that i could uh, airbrush him out uh, i i had to think about it very carefully and so i very delicately written yes uh, i wrote about him as honestly as I could the thing was that he didn't mix with the other guys mm. at all, he was very much a one man band, he was full of sort of one upmanship, there was a party that we had at one of the rare occasions when we did see him mm. at the controller of Radio One's house he was the last to arrive as though he'd been waiting in a car outside to see the last guest uh, you know, uh, arrive at the house and he came in uh, in an awful sort of you know bling yeah, yeah. clothes that he was all bling jewellery and you know I, I don't know if he's wearing one of his shell suits but he looked awful yeah. and he walked in and he said good evening young man good evening young man good evening young man mm. to each of us as though he didn't know our names maybe he didn't and then he went up to the controller's wife and, you know, kissed her Did all, all that. All thing, up, yeah. yeah. And he gave the controller about 50 minutes of his valuable time. And he was the the last to arrive, the first to mm. go. And when he left, one of the other DJs, I think it was Kid Jensen, said, now royalty have left, we can have a party. Yeah. So that's how he was viewed. Mm. Um, and we didn't really know what he was up to we heard rumors but you you can't act on rumors no, you not. can't go to the controller of radio one mm. and say i think jimmy savile is a pedophile i mean he'd have sacked me mm. uh, and i i had no evidence of that anyway so but this is what i have and i'm i'm glad you i'm glad you like that and mm. i'm glad you feel that i've i have um tackled it you know sensitively uh, no i thought it was sensitive is, is is the right word um one final thing i love the fact you mentioned the calendar that every year you'd all grab the calendar to see who was January. No, January was good. No, which was which was which was good, and which meant you were probably going to go. Well, it was. It showed the insecurity of a lot of the deep. Well, all of us really that uh, nobody wanted to be Mister January it, yeah. because if you were Mister January, there was a chance you could be gone in February. <laughs> but if you were Mister Mister December, you knew that they wanted you to have. They wanted to have you for the full year. I think at this particular one, you I think. 
in the middle somewhere, uh, I think. Yes, I think you? it was Mr. July or something, which was quite a nice sunny month. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty amazing shirt you've got on there. Yeah, well, it, it was, you know, that's the kind of shirts that we wore at the time. But uh, there, was a, there was a lot of camaraderie yeah. among the DJs, but there was a lot of rivalry oh, as well. Of course, as there still is. And there's still a lot of insecurity. I'm, I'm terrified of, you know, what's, gonna, what's around the corner. Am I going to get the boot? You know, I'm, I'm constantly played well, by it. Uh, one point that I made in the Pookie, and is that, you know, you are working in commercial radio. Mm. Commercial radio, as I discovered, is a different ball game from yeah. the BBC. When I was at the BBC in those early days, um, we had two-year contracts, yeah. which was quite rare. And also, um, because we had no rivals, you know, we, we didn't have to worry about people pinching our audiences. Yeah. But in commercial radio, you only need one bad set of listening figures, oh, yeah. and you can be gone. Oh, it's a numbers game. Completely. It's a numbers game. Uh, it's not always your fault. You yeah. know, there are lots of other uh, contributing factors as well. So, um, uh, commercial radio was was a different ball game. I'm glad I did both because I'd, I I wouldn't have learnt that much about radio if I'd only worked yeah. for the BBC. Listen, I'm going to let you go. I could talk to you all night, David, because I'm enjoying this. But I will let you go. Just tell us about where we are now. This, the, the, you, well, uh, what we, is this? We are at a USP, yeah. um, and we're in Tavistock Square. And uh, USP is is a, an independent production company, and they produce programmes for a station called the Wireless, which mm. is actually run by Age UK. Mm. Um, and it's you can hear it on Age UK uh, in Age UK shops around the country. Right. You go in there, it's playing. Ah, okay, yes, and I do. I go into Age UK shops. Do you? I, I love going through the vinyl in those records. Yes, those well, shops. we get wonderful. We've got a guy called Secret Shopper who <laughs> it's not you, is it? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> who goes in there and reports back to us about you know things that he's bought and how oh, the staff really? are. All, all very good reports. Yeah. And um, but also we're on DAB in London, so people can hear us on DAB okay. radio in London. And um, I'm on every day. I'm on seven days a week. But of course they wouldn't pay for me to come in seven days a week. So I record it. I'll be honest. Yeah. I record it in one day. Yeah. Please retire. Come on, give 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 us younger guys a, a, a go, well, David. Come I've on. I've got a I've got a big um, one of those big round figures coming up next year, <laughs> so that might be the time when uh, perhaps uh, I I hang up my microphone. But you know what they say in in this business: uh, you don't retire; no, it retires it you. Does. So don't. Uh, I'm, I'm teasing. Don't. I, it was it was such a joy. I know you were talking about Bruce Forsyth, and it's very sad. But I was in there hearing you through the speakers, and I I did joke to the the lad in there. He sounds just like David Hamilton. It's amazing, you know, all these years later. You sound exactly the same, man. So don't give up. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Well, if you say so, I will do. <laughs> Such a pleasure to meet you, David. Thank you so much for your time. And the book is The Golden Days of Radio 1, Hot Shots, Big Shots and Pot Shots. Um, it's a cracking read. on Amazon. Yes. Uh, or the publisher, Ashwater Press. Look at you. You're a professional. Nine ninety five, cheap at half the price. <laughs> Thank you, David. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Ian. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. A differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, thank you. I'm live. It's two minutes past twelve. It's Friday evening. Just in case you thought this was pre-recorded, no, 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 no. Thank you for all the nice comments. I was, um, I, I can't listen to myself, so I went out and sat in another room. Um, uh, but uh, I, I saw on Twitter loads of you saying really, really nice things about that, and you enjoyed the uh, David Hamilton interview. Th- I'm, I'm glad you did. The book's a great read. Uh, the book is. I, I will warn you now. The book is slight. 
Um, I read it in an afternoon, but I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, I'm glad you enjoyed that chat. He's a nice guy. Like I said, um, afterwards, I thought he was a bit nervous at the start. And afterwards, um, I went and met the other people who he works with at this radio station. It's a really cool setup they've got there, actually. Um, and... Um, he said, I was really worried you were going to prank me because I Googled you and I, I, you know, I know what you've, what you've done in the past. And the, the, his team are going, he was terrified. He was terrified. So well done him for, um, A, he was right to be cautious because you just never know these days. And, um, uh, well done him for doing it. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, he was a really, really nice bloke and I felt very lucky to have spent, um, an hour and a half or so in his conversation, in his company. Very generous with his time. Right. Last hour of the show. Last hour of the week. Don't forget, I'm on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock on Virgin. Um, so I thought we'd try something different. Now, this might work. This might not work. I've got a feeling it might not. I've got a feeling it won't work. But I thought we might just um, try and phone up some um, some foreign countries kind of at random and sort of see what's going on and not do it in a pranky sort of way. Speaking of which, hello, Noel. Hello. Hello, Noel. Oh, hi. Yes? Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Noel. I'm waiting for you to say oh. something. Oh, right, OK. Um, I've got to declare an interest here. I'm, I'm actually run David Hamilton's uh, uh, Facebook group. Oh, um, hey, Noel. How you doing, man? I'm all right, thank you very much, Ian. I just thought that was a fantastic interview. Oh, bless you. Needless to say, I've recorded every single one of his interviews, and I've got to say, that is the best. Oh! Absolutely. Really? Oh, no, you you flatter me too much. He just did one with the great David Lloyd as well, um, which which is brilliant. Um, How do you, how do you, um, how did you get involved with with, um, uh, David then? Well, I used to listen. I'm a, I'm a bit of an old bloke, really, but um, I used to listen to him when I was at my boarding school. I used to bunk up games to listen to his radio show. <laughs> oh, wowzers. There you go, you see. There you go. But uh, I, I want to come to something a little bit controversial. Uh-oh. Um, can I tell you about an email that he sent me yesterday? And I know I know he won't, you know, he... he, yes. he, he but... He sent me, uh, he's very upset because he's been left out of the Radio 1 Vintage celebrations. Oh, you're joking? Yep. Well, hang on, first of all, what are the Radio 1 Vintage? This this is the 50th anniversary thing, is it? Yeah, absolutely, spot on. And virtually everyone who is still alive that uh, had any part in Radio 1, including Rob DeBank and somebody called Emily and Colin or something. Yeah. These are people who are obviously more recent. Yes. um, Has got a show and they've got a pop-up station coming up oh um, and they've not got david yep. in nope oh no <laughs> uh, that's I, terrible i know and i think like you you're a real fan i mean he's such a yep. lovely guy david yep. Yep, yep, he yep. just is you know um can i just read to you a, an email that that he sent me which i have put out on on yep. my uh, facebook page yep. Yep. it's very short and brief Go on. he said no radio one have confirmed to me this morning that will not be taking part in the 50th anniversary broadcast In a statement today, a spokesman says that it's been incredibly difficult pulling together a schedule that represents all five decades. That has meant it has been possible to include, uh, has not been possible to include every one of the hundreds of presenters that have been on Radio 1 over the years, DH. Now, to say of the hundreds of presenters that have been on Radio 1, how can they, he's no bit player, is he? No. How can they leave David out? That is, um... 
uh, having worked at the BBC for a few years on a, a much lower level than that, um, it just smacks of suits and people who don't have never made radio, have never been on radio, and don't really know the history of radio, making decisions and not having a clue what they are talking about. And don't get me wrong, though, I love the BBC, even though they treated me abysmally. I love, I love, I love the BBC, and I think it's great. And when it's gone, guys. We're going to miss it, but that is an appalling, appalling decision. And of course you should have someone who, you know, like he said in that interview, when he was simulcasting on Radio 1 and BBC 2, he would have had probably, one, if not the biggest, one of the biggest radio listening figures ever in this country. Ever! And and do you, do you know what, Ian? In 1973 and 74, when independent commercial radio came in, yep. Radio 1 had... Four big daytime presenters. It was Tony Blackburn yep. uh, for in the morning. Um, it was Paul... Um, uh, David Hamilton had the afternoon show. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember the... the, the uh, Noel Edmonds, obviously. Oh, yeah. who, it was Noel Edmonds who had the breakfast show. Yeah. Uh, four big presenters on Radio 1, yeah. including David with the afternoon show. Uh, and they went round all the towns in the country. Every time, like in Manchester, they're opening Piccadilly Radio. Yeah. David Hamilton went there yeah. to actually uh, be there, be amongst the public, to remind them of Radio 1 and to try and yeah. keep Radio 1's listeners. That was how important those guys were in those days to Radio 1. And I think it's terrible that he's been forgotten. What, 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 can, what can we do? What can we do? Well, <laughs> I mean, I've got no I, contacts. I mean, I, I'm about to say, hey, let's do something on Twitter. Like, that, like I said to a guy yesterday, that never solves anything. Well, clearly, obviously, they've written the letter now. I think probably most of this stuff is pre-recorded. Oh, um, man. It's a, it's, it's a done deal. It's done and dusted. But I know how David is feeling about this. And and I think it's just appalling. Oh, I, I really that's, do. That's, that's really I'm lousy. I'm very angry. I'm very angry, and I'm very disappointed. That's lousy. Um, no, mm. t- two questions, right? First of all, what, what's, his, what's his Facebook page? Because I tried to find it earlier, and I couldn't. Right, okay. Well, it's David Hamilton's Hot Shots. Oh, um, David Hamilton's Hot Shots. Maybe I did see that earlier on. Maybe I did see that. And I was, I was a bit yeah, it's, we've had a bit of a problem oh. accessing it. Oh, I'm joining it. I'm joining it. Will that be good? Of course, I've joined it. I've yeah. joined it. Um, okay, I have joined that. Secondly, this is a question This might sound a bit weird. Your last name's not Walker, is it? No, it's Tyrrell. You really sound like Johnny Walker. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. A lot. Has anyone ever said that before? <laughs> no, they haven't. That's interesting that you should say a that. A lot. But I, do know, I do know that Johnny is a great fan of, of David, too. Yeah. And I think, he, I think he said something very nice about David's book when he, when he had the, a spread in one of the Sunday papers yeah. quite recently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mate, listen. <laughs> no, I'm not Johnny Walker. Okay, you sound, you, you really, really sound like him. And I was, <laughs> it was, and I was thinking all the way through, he sounds like someone, who is it? And it was literally in the last 30 seconds, it, it came to me. No, listen, mate, I've, I've, I've joined your page. Um, uh, please keep in touch and, and, and send my best to David. I hope he's happy with, with the interview and I hope he's pleased with it. And I'm, I'm, I'm He will be, Ian. I'm absolutely delighted that you've joined the page. The, 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 this whole show will be 
be recorded and on the on on the page. Well, listen, morning. listen, do that. But also, it, this that whole last forty minutes that will go out as a podcast as well, so people can download it as well, and we'll I'll I send know. you the link and stuff. So, um, and absolutely, we, we need to kind of interact with this because, I mean, as you as you clearly said, I mean, considering. David's age, which we won't mention, but he's got a big one coming up yeah. next year. Yeah. He sounds just the same now oh, as he ever did. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> and I just sat there giggling at him. And you can see him looking at this kind of thing. Why is he laughing? I said, hey, you, you just sound like David Hamilton. <laughs> you know. I know, and he spreads this sort of angel dust of happiness everywhere he goes. He is Mr. Fun, Mr. Radio. There's, there is none, no other like David Hamilton. I know I'm biased, but you know, he is incredible. No, really nice uh, to talk to you, mate. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. That's all right. Cheers, Cheers Ian. Ta-ta. Thank there you. There we go. What a nice man. And, and that's, oh, that's, that's mean, isn't it? That's mean spirited. The 50th anniversary of Radio One. They can't even, they can't even squeeze in David Hamilton. The thing is, right? I think he mentioned it at the start of the interview. I'm going to say it. A lot of those people are dying. <laughs> you know, a lot of those people, they're not going to be around. He's 78, 78, 79. It, it, do you know what I mean? If we if we learn anything, I keep coming back to this. Uh, if we learn anything from 2016, it's we should celebrate these people while they are still alive. Um, I, we're going to take phone calls. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Um, we'll take a break and then we'll, we'll we'll see if we can phone some places around the world, shall we? The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. They could be dreaming and meeting each other in their dreams. On Talk Radio. I do like those new trails and jingles. They've put the, the, um, the, the, um, um, imaging team, is that the right word? I don't know. They've certainly put a lot of work into it. I appreciate that. Evening, Jerry. Hello, I love the old cart machines and missed them. The cart machines, remember them? I, I, th- I'm not that old, mate. No, I, oh. I, I, the first station I worked in was one in Milton Keynes called uh, Horizon FM FM Horizon 103.3, and they did have cart. They had some carts in the studio, but I don't think they had a cart player. I'll do race memories. Just, have you oh. been cured of Parkinson's? No. You sound normal. I don't know why. Probably went after a couple of minutes. Hang on a minute. Have you been faking me for the last few years, pretending you've got Parkinson's? I wish. Wow. Or maybe you've been cured. Maybe the power of Christ has healed you. Christ Church. George, you think that broken? The power of Christ Church has healed you. No, he's that bloke. He's that bloke who comes on speaking about God all the time. Which one? <laughs> baby, baby Jesus. Narrow it down a little bit, mate. <laughs> well, they both, they've both forsaken me now. The Geordie bloke, the Scottish bloke, I can't remember. Uh, the, Sc- the Scottish bloke, Ken, he doesn't call me anymore. Ken, he sent me a letter that I might read out next week when Kath's here. He, he says, he said, I've got to die before I can enjoy my life. Which mm. <laughs> bit of a bastard. Well, yeah, exactly. We've used up all, we've used up, um, we're starting to use up next month's swear words as well, so everyone just watch yourselves, guys. No, it's not, not swear word. Yes, it, yes it is. Don't get clever with me, boy. Huh? Don't boy. get fresh with me. You made a mistake the other day, so you said you were older than me. I am older than you, so I can give you a clip round the ears. I'm younger. You're younger. How old? You're 43, aren't you? 46. Oh! I'm, older. I'm a couple of years old. Jerry is an old man. Jerry is an well, old I've man. Lived. I've lived a life that's full. You sound fine. I think I think you might have fixed. I think it might have all. I think it might have all been in your head, sunshine. This in Parkinson's. My, uh, I 
I think he did. I still can't walk very well. Pull down. Well, I don't know. Walking's uh, overrated, I find. It is. It's good when you walk. Have you been stuck in a wheelchair for ten years? It's good to walk. Mm. It's like a miracle. Where's he's Ken again? What? Ken again with these miracles. Baby Jesus. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. A true blue spectacle. The miracle is you. Ooh. How was your Monday? And you went to see the other week, didn't you? She's all, I went and pop round and saw her um, earlier this week. I took the dog to see her. She's fine. She's fine. You know. Um, I was going to take her to the. I was going to take her to the pictures next week, but they're only showing Dunkirk, and I don't really fancy seeing that. So I like that look at Tom Cruise one. Oh, that looks rubbish. Well, it's my sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I might, I might, Mum might enjoy it. I mean, she enjoys Spider-Man, so she'll enjoy any old rubbish, it seems. I like him a DC man. Huh? DC man. Did yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, no, the, but the, uh, the, hang on, we, I always get confused. Marvel is Spider-Man, DC is Superman. The DC films are boring, though. Marvel films are better. Marvel films, Marvel films are better. The Marvel DC. films are great. Although I did enjoy Wonder Woman. I haven't seen that. Yes, yeah, good, ah, man. I do a program with, what's her name in? Uh, Linda Carter. Linda Carter. I'm well, surprised that Linda Carter wasn't in the movie. Not as Wonder Woman, but as, as someone. I think not. Well, she, she's not. Trust me. Trust me, buddy. She's not. <laughs> Jerry, I'm going to cut you off because I'm going to phone care, around the you. world. Take care. Bye. Tutty bye. Right, so we'll phone around the world. Um, let's, I feel exotic. Is, should we try China? And I've not planned this, so th- this could be, um, th- right. First of all, we go on to Google, dialing code for China. That's what, that's what we need. Dialing code for China is plus 86 China. Uh, what's the, what's the, what's the time in China? We type in time difference for China. Because then we, we'll know if we... Uh, they're seven hours ahead. So it's 20 past seven in the morning in China. And th- they're Chinese, obviously. It's China. Didn't need to say that. That was stupid. So they will be... Um, they'll be they'll be up. They'll be at work. They'll be at work. Of course they'll be at work. Um, okay, what should we call in China? Um, let's call... Well, let, let's call... Um, let's call a restaurant... A restaurant Restaurant in Beijing. There we go. Uh, let's find a... Uh, oh, no. There we go. Is that in China? Oh, that opens at 11. Oh, they don't open until uh, a bit later. Hang on. There's all, there are places here. Opens at 11. Dali Courtyard, Beijing Dadong. Dadong. Um, um, What's going to be... Uh, I, might, I might have picked... I told you this could be um, a, a, a car crash. I might have picked a dud thing. You can suggest on Periscope, by the way. Um, for, but OK, so if a restaurant in Beijing is closed, um, what's going to be open at 7.30 in the morning on a Saturday in Beijing? Um, uh, phone shop, mobile phone shop. Let's try a mobile phone shop. Um... Isn't it funny? Look, like you can. Isn't it, the internet funny? You can get all these these places. All right, let's let's try a mobile phone shop, shall we? Um, uh, let's try Dphone. This. The, oh yeah, we'll do a hotel. We'll try a hotel. Well done. Someone out there is thinking. Um, so we go zero zero eight six one zero. 
This might not work, by the way, guys. I'm expecting the next hour to not be a lot. And you're welcome to call in, by the way, if you want to. Let's, um, let's try. Oh, no, that's gone. All right, let's try a hotel in, 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 hotel in Beijing. Um, we don't want anything too swanky. Um, here we go. The, the Zing, Jinghai Jingjiang. Um, it sounds like I'm being racist. That's, I think that's actually what it's called. The Jinghai Jingjiang. You pronounce the X's as, as Ching, don't you? Do you? Ch, ch, it's a ch. Um, so let's try this. Uh, oh, oh, eight, six, one, zero, five. No, we're not doing, I, I'm not going to go and, I don't want to talk to Periscope as we did that yesterday. People are suggesting on Periscope we do it. Three, three, eight, eight. Let's try. So we're finding, um, the Jinghai Jingjiang Hotel in Beijing. 61 Jinbao Street. <laughs> 你好,先安緊張大酒店,先安緊張口台哦。Hello, do you speak English? Uh, do you speak English? Oh, uh, a little. A little. Um, we're, I'm on the, uh, radio in England. We're on the radio now in Great Britain. And I just wondered... What is Beijing like? Is it good? I'm so I'm sorry. I don't understand the map. You're to the room. Okay. Manager. Oh yes, please. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Let's see what happens. She was nice, wasn't she? She was nice. You have to twenty four. Hello, do you speak English? Mm, mm. I'm sorry, just a little moment. Oh, I wish I could say something in, in, in I don't know, Cantonese? Is that, that's the most common one, isn't it? Or is it Mandarin? I wish I could say something to her. Good morning, Sam. Ah, ni hao. Um... Uh, my name is Ian Lee. We are on the yeah. radio in the United Kingdom. And I was just wondering what Beijing is like today. Is it is Beijing good? Yeah. Um, and have you lived in Beijing? Because it's a hard J. Have you lived in Beijing all your life? Uh, just a moment. Okay. I think we may be going nowhere with this. Um, I think we may be going nowhere with this one. Maybe. Oh, do we? No, let's. I don't want to. I'm not doing this to humiliate them. This isn't meant to be a, a, a humiliation. It's um. Maybe, maybe China. I've been to uh, Beijing. It's nice here. Um, is that is Beijing where they have Tiananmen Square? Because I went there. But Tiananmen Square was all fenced off. They built a wall around it, a wooden, what do you call it? A fence. Fence, that's the word, isn't it? Um, and uh, so you couldn't see Tiananmen Square. But I saw the, the Forbidden City, the Lost City.
feeling we may be on this music for a bit. Hello, yes, um, we are on the radio in the United Kingdom, and I was just wondering, um, what is Beijing like today? Uh, please, pardon, sir. Slowly. Slowly. Um, do yes. you live in Beijing? Uh, tomorrow you live in, 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 today you live in Beijing. Do you... Uh, live in Beijing. Uh, we will you leave in Be uh, we, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Bye bye. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank uh, you. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was nice. Okay. Someone suggested something on on um, Periscope that is. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll do one more foreign language country, and then we'll then we'll do America. We'll do America. Um, someone suggested something deliciously interesting, and I wonder on Periscope. Mm. Mm. All right, let's give this a go. Oh, see see if you recognise the dialing code. Oh oh eight. Five zero two three eight one. This one might get me killed. This one might get. Oh, I did the wrong number. Sorry. Oh oh eight five zero two three eight one. Let's let's this this one could be a little bit. Oh, the the dial failed. Not found. Let me try another one. Um, let's try this one. Um, hang on a second. Oh, oh, eight, five, oh. It's not the ISIS press office, you muppets. One. Mm, 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 mm. It's North Korea. We're, we're ringing Pyongyang, North Korea. Sorry? The number you dialed does not exist. Yeah. Please check it and dial again. Okay, that's North Korea. Let's try, let's try North Korea one more time, then we'll try somewhere in America where we're likely to... Uh, um, look, a lot of these hotels don't have phone numbers. Isn't that, um, <laughs> isn't that telling? Uh, uh, let's have a little look. A lot of them don't have um, phone numbers. That's freaky. Here we go. This one. Let's, let's try this one. If this doesn't work, we'll go to we'll go to uh, we'll go to Texas. I think. Oh. Um. Two. Mm. 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 Okay. So this is a hotel in Pyongyang, North Korea. Hello, do you speak English? Hello? Hello, do you speak English? They've gone, they hung up there. They Okay, well, that's... It, it, you know what, it's probably best that we don't... 
we don't get involved with uh, with those guys. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, uh, don't call North Korea. They will log your number, locate you, and kill you. No. By the time they've lo- lo- they've logged the number and located, um, it'll be Paul Ross or fingers crossed, Julia Hartley Brewer. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to give us a call, we'll, I, we'll, I'll find somewhere in Texas in a second. Let's have a quick break. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule free. It's the late night alternative with that man Ian Lee <laughs> on Talk Radio. Here we go. We're, we're going to go. We're going to go to Houston, Texas, um, and we're going to go to the executive. Executive. I like the sound of that. That's classy. Adult video theatre. That's where we're going to go. It's uh, in uh, Houston. Texas, it's open, it's open 24 hours. Imagine. So if you, if you got the raging horn at 3.30 in the morning, you can go to the executive. Beautiful. Let's give these guys a a call. We'll try this for a bit longer. If we don't have any success, well, it's, you know, you know, my, my mantra. Don't be afraid to fail. Well, you know, it's, if we can't, um, you know, in the last half an hour of a show on a Friday night, if we can't try something a little bit different, then then, then when can we? Really? Um, four, six, two, five, one, five, two. Let's see what we get here. Let's see what we... Here we go. Here we go. Executive video. Hey, man, how are you doing? I can help you. Yeah, um, my name is Ian Lee. We're on the radio right now in the United Kingdom, and we're we're calling around the world just to see what what's kind of happening in your area. And I, he's hung up on me. Now, <laughs> isn't there a big storm in Texas? Isn't there a hurricane in Texas? This is, so Texas would be an interesting thing. Um, oh, here we go. We'll go to a video game store. This, these are my people. I speak of their language. Oh, oh, one, uh, two, eight, one. I speak their language. Uh, two, eight, one. Mm, 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 one, eight. Here we go. Let's speak to gamers. Let's speak to gamers. This is it. We're in. Oh, look at this. Oh, they've got re- uh, really old gamers. Retro stuff. Hi, thank you for calling Game Bros, where we buy, sell, and trade video games and consoles. If you're calling during normal business hours, please try again later. You've reached our voicemail, and we might be on the other line. We're open Monday through Saturday, 10 till 9, and Sunday, 11 till 7. We don't check our voicemail, so please don't leave us one. Oh man alive. I really wanted to speak to those guys. I really wanted to speak to those guys. Um this could be a busted flush, guys. Let me try a couple more. And if it's not work, then we put it to one side and um uh maybe we'll try something else. Let's let's try this. I really want to speak to someone in Texas though. Um seven one three seven uh I don't know why I'm hiding the phone numbers. I mean, you know, you, you, I'm just finding them on Google. But it's it's a polite thing to uh, do. This is the adult video megaplex. 
West. Not to be confused with the adult video Megaplex East. Could be a busted flash, couldn't it? Oh well, you got to try these things, you know. Okay, they're not gonna. Uh, they're not gonna. Let me try. Let me try a couple more. Let's try a couple more. Let's try. That's it. We'll try three more, right? If we don't get anything with, with the three, with them, we'll, we'll we'll call it quits and say it didn't work. We'll try it again another day. Let's try another video game store because these are my people. Um, six. Mm, mm. These are my people. I'm over video games. This is Josiah. How can I help you? Hey, Josiah. My name is Ian. Hey, how's it going? Man? Yeah, it's good, thank you, man. Listen, I hope you don't mind. I'm in the UK, and uh, right okay. now we're 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 live on on talk radio in the UK. Is that okay? I think that's fine. Uh, listen, I just, first of all, um, I'm a huge video gamer, so I just want to be a bit geeky in a second. But um, I just wanted to check in and see how the weather is over there, because you've got a big hurricane. Is that coming? Yeah, right now it's not even raining. It's been raining off and on all day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It's supposed to get really big tonight, bad tonight, slash tomorrow morning, and then continue to rain for like three days, three or four days. But the, it keeps changing. <laughs> Oh, what, okay. What they say is going to happen, but that's last time I checked. That's so, what, what is it said. now? It's about half past six in the evening over there, is it? Yeah, it is about six thirty-five here. And how close is it expected to come to 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 where you are now? The eye of it is supposed to be south of us, and we are getting kind of just the the top right of it. Okay. Okay. The northeast side of it. And it's just going to float over us for a while, is my understanding, and just drop a ton of rain. <laughs> you make it sound so poetic. It's just going to float over us for a while. That's it... the, I've got to put it like that. <laughs> it's actually pretty scary. Yeah, I bet. And, and, and what are you planning to do? Are you opening up the store tomorrow? Is everything kind of kind of shutting down? Right now, we're supposed to be open all weekend, but it's just you kind of play it by ear. Yeah. Even if we are in here, it'd be doubtful that there would be customers. Yeah. But We'll see. Um, we have handheld games and stuff, so if people's power goes out, <laughs> they might be looking for a way to game without their console. So. I love it. I love it. I'm looking at your website now, gameovervideogames.com. You, you do, like, retro stuff as well, do you? Is that is that kind of the main thing? That's the main part of our store is going to be the retro stuff. And then we do we, we do all pre-owned and console gaming, so yeah. no PC gaming or anything here, but that's really our only criteria is that it's console gaming. We do use our PS4 and Xbox One sections are pretty small. Yeah. And then some of our larger sections are the retro sections, cartridge-based oh, stuff. Man, so. I'm looking at your website now. Look at this. You've got an Atari 2600. You've got, you've got uh, the, the NES. Uh, uh, you've got what, how much stuff have you got in that store? I couldn't tell you. We've got, uh, you know, as much as we can have. <laughs> some of the more obscure stuff, sometimes those sections dwindle to zero items. Yeah. And yeah. then one collector will decide he doesn't want his stuff, and he'll bring it all in, and then we'll have a 
huge selection of, let's say, TurboGrafx-16 games or Virtual Boy games or any of those really obscure. But then when they sell, we'll have nothing in those sections for sometimes as much as a few years. Never really that long. Because, listen, I'm I'm of an age. I'm 44. So I was, you know, you guys had the, the ZX Spectrum over there, didn't you, in the 80s? The Sinclair Spectrum. That is something that I'm not too familiar okay, with. Okay, okay, well, you're okay. You're a young man, but I've been playing games for ages. Yeah. I've got I've got two young lads, and we we've got Xbox One, and they love playing their Lego games. But they they love uh, they love it when I get out the old consoles and the old handheld consoles. There's a big business for retro games, isn't there? Yeah, I think that a lot of that, especially for how you said you've got kids. Yeah. How old are they? They're seven and five. Yeah, I think that. Because of the internet, and especially YouTube, there's this huge, uh, even people that don't, there will be a, I'm uh, 24, wow. so I was born in 1992. My oh, first man. system, even though it came out in 85, was the NES. Yeah. And I have, that's my first memory. I've been playing those games forever. There's kids that will come in here that definitely didn't grow up on that stuff, and they'll know more about the game than I do yeah. just because of the Internet and the information that's available on there. They'll tell me about some secret thing that I never knew about, and it's because of the Internet. You must have um, That must be the dream job for you, isn't it, working in a game store? I, I would not come into work if I didn't have to, <laughs> so it is a job. Yeah. But, yeah, as far as jobs go, it's one of the best. Hey, listen, man, I really appreciate your time. Uh, GameofVideoGames.com is the website. Everyone go and have a look at it. Um, and and I, I, I hope everyone uh, is, is safe and secure over the next couple of days, man. I wish you luck. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot for your time. Take care. There we go. Thanks. What, what a ni- There we go. What a nice gentleman. What a nice gentleman. I enjoyed that. Um, well, that's, we got one here. Want to go for two? Want to go for two? I, see, I'd like to c- call Europe, but th- but they're going to be a couple of hours. What would be open? I don't want to call a hotel. Hotel's a bit dry. What would be... Someone's suggesting a medicinal marijuana place in Washington. Really? Because um, marijuana's legal in some places, isn't it? What would be open? Um, a bar. A bar. An emergency plumber. He's <laughs> typing on the screen. A bar in in Hamburg. Very naughty, naughty city. Should we call a bar in Hamburg? Let's have a break and I'll I'll see if I can find us a Hamburg bar. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Okay, let's um, let's try bar in Hamburg, uh, and I found Paddy's bar. That sounds all right, doesn't it? Let's try that. Oh, this is something something to do, isn't it? Might, might, uh, may, maybe we should quit while we're ahead. But uh, eight, uh, five, four. See. Did I get that number right? Oh. I can hear it clicking. There's <laughs> a picture of Paddy's bar. 
typical Irish bar in Germany. You know, there's all... Let's try it. Let's try one more. Oh, it's nearly the end of the show. We might as well just carry on with it. Let's try Tom's Saloon. It's a gay bar in uh, uh, Hamburg. Four zero two eight zero uh, sixty nine sixty nine. 6969. Right, let's try that. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Mm, mm. Oh, where did that go? Let's try that again. So I get four nine four zero. Nope, that one's not working. Let's try. Let's let's try. Let's try one more. Let's try one more. Ah, dear. You're right. Me just doing this, guys. You don't mind me just doing this? We've got more Periscope viewers than we've had all evening. Um. Oh, let's try this place. Uh, oh, this is open until five o'clock in the morning. These guys will be in. Oh, it hasn't got a phone number. Oh, Slut Club Hamburg hasn't got a phone number. That's a shame. I was going to give those guys a call. Let's try this. Um, oh, oh, four, nine, four, oh. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, I did the wrong. This phone system is not particularly good for idiots. Like me, six nine seven three. No, for some reason it's not. It's not the. It's not enjoying the German calls. That's disappointing. Um, all, right, that, that, all right, let's try this one. Oh oh. Four nine. Four oh. Mm, mm, oh one. For phone out radio, you see, guys, phone out radio. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I, uh, the, so the German phone numbers aren't working. All right, let's try um, uh, gay bar in Barcelona. Well, I won't particularly want to speak to a gay bar, but um, uh, uh, what's this? What's this? What's this? Uh, let's try this. Okay, the, the, the Platter Bar in Barcelona. Let's try this. This will be the last one. If this don't work, then we'll knock it on the head and we'll 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 put this as a, a fairly successful experiment. Um, um, and maybe we'll do it again another day. Three, six. Let's try this. Let's try this. Here we go. The platter bar. Hello, do you speak English? Yeah, tell me. <laughs> ah, hello. My name is Ian. I am calling you from yeah. the United Kingdom. We, yeah. we are on talk radio right now. Uh, yeah, so just a second, please. Yes. Hello. Hello. May I help you? Yes, you can. Yeah. I wonder if you can. My name is Ian. I'm calling from uh, England, uh, Great Britain. We're, we're on the radio now. I just wondered what what um, was happening in your bar tonight. What's 
happening in my bar tonight? Yeah, what's, what's so special about the platter bar this evening? Yeah. Uh, cocktails, mojitos. It's a special night of mojitos. Oy, oy. And do you have um, entertainment there? Uh, no, no, no. We, we don't care right now in the same one. Okay. It's, it's, it's more uh, relaxed. Okay, well, I, I can see it now. I'm, I'm on your Facebook page and I can see it. It looks very classy. Uh-huh. It sounds like people are having fun as well. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I hope. How, no, it sounds good. Um, how, is, um, how is business going? Are you busy? Uh, a little. Wait, wait, wait. Espera, que estoy, estoy en la radio en United States, en, en England. Oh, yeah. hello. <laughs> no, who's that? I'm, I'm, who's that kissing you? Uh, guy, do you want to talk with him? Yeah, let's talk to him. Habla en la radio de Inglaterra. Hello, how are you? I am very well. How are you? It's Maximiliano speaking. How are you? I'm very, very well. Unfortunately, I don't My speak. My boyfriend is. It's a, a very big, big boss, the antenna radio in London. Your How ex, are you? Your ex-boyfriend has got big balls. Exactly. Um, uh, um, uh, huge cojones. This is the Parker, Parker family. The Parker family have got big balls. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're on the radio now in London. Yes. So you, you have an ex- it's antenna, antenna radio. Talk, well, we're on talk radio. Exactly. Exactly. So are you single? Who are you? My name is Ian Lee. Okay. I have big balls as well. Okay, so anyway, I'm in the Platos Bar in Barcelona at the moment. I just arrived from the Café del Mar. It's not so very well, so anyway, I just come with friends to have a drink, you know, before we leave back home, so anyway. You went to the famous Café del Mar? Exactly. Wow. Is it still, because it was famous about 20 years ago, is it still good, or is it a bit... No, it's not exactly the same. It's like in Ibiza. Yeah. But in Barcelona, you know, it's hard to be something in some way. So, anyway. Yeah. So, do you live in Barcelona? Yes, I live in Barcelona, between Barcelona, London, Paris, and Rome. Wow. But at the moment, I'm in, in Plata Bar. You know, is it Plata Bar? I, the Paca Bar, I can, I'm, I'm in London, but I can see the Paca Bar on Facebook. It's very, very, very good. And you... I just come over from Café del Mar, who was awful. Oh. And then I come here to have my drink, you know? And you sound very, very, you sound very, very, very drunk. Am I right? No, of course not. Oh, come on now. Of course not. Come on now. Hello. Hello, sailor. I beg your pardon. I beg your pudding, (laughs) young man. Um, so, are you, are you on the look for a new boyfriend? No, I'm exactly now. I'm with my very, uh, my boyfriend is friends as well. I just arrived here. Has he got big balls? Huh? Hello? Has he got big balls? Yes. <laughs> oh man! So hang on, have you Listen, got? You did you it's say? Very nice. Where, where, where exactly you live in London? I what? have a house in South Kensington. Oh, you've got a lot of money, haven't you? Oh, I don't know exactly, but my family maybe. But, dude, but, you know, dude, if you live in Spain and you've got a house in South Kensington and a house in Rome, you are loaded. Really? You're loaded. So, you must come to Barcelona, you must meet each other to have a drink. If you will... Uh, will you pay for me to come? Okay. I have my boyfriend. 
My boyfriend's a little bit, uh, you know. Is your boyfriend getting jealous? Uh, a little bit. Good, yeah. good. I give you back to Tony. Thank to you. Bar, okay? Have a good evening. Exactly. Thank you very much. Bye bye. I see you in London. Oh, you come anytime, sir. Hello. He's an. Is is he a regular customer? Yeah. He's <laughs> one of my favorite customers. He is <laughs> lovely, although he seems obsessed with big balls. He's upset about with big balls? <laughs> That's, he kept talking about his ex-boyfriend had big balls. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, listen, man, uh, if, if some of my listeners, they might be coming to, uh, to uh, Barcelona. Where is the Plata Bar if they want to come and have a drink there? Uh, it's in the centre of the city, it's in Conseil de Seine, yep. 233. You're a legend. Thank you so much for your time, it's Tony. In the centre of the gay area. Beautiful. Thanks for your time, mate. Take care. Uh, thank you, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. There we go. I consider that a resounding success. Wasn't that lovely? Wasn't that lovely? Put, put, that, put both those in the podcast as well. It's, I don't know what's in the podcast. I do whatever. I don't care. Wasn't that lovely? Oh, that worked. Oh, that worked. I haven't flirted with a gay man for years. Oh, it's been years since I've had a, a, a flirt. I enjoyed that. Um, well, it took about 40 minutes, but we got two really good calls there, didn't we? This is what I was hoping for, that we would, and I, uh, that we would get stories. And what we got was stories about a hurricane, retro video games, and big balls. Those were the stories <laughs> that we got. I think there's... Excuse me, I'm a bit windy, Pops. I think there's something in this. I'm going to play this back to Kath. And we'll have um, a brainstorm. But um, I, but I don't want to plan it too much. In that I, don't want to, I certainly don't want to phone a place before. Maybe I could have a list of places that, that might be open. That might be the way, um, the way to do it. But, um, oh, I enjoyed that. He's, he's got a place in South Kensington, a place in Barcelona, and a place in Rome. Flipping heck. He's loaded. Um, I enjoyed that. That was fun. Um, dear listener, that's it, really. That's your lot. We've, we've come to the end of, uh, of, uh, of the week. Kath will be back on Monday. Monday's a bank holiday, and we're going to do that thing on Monday that we did a couple of bank holidays ago, where we only have three callers on all night. So we'll have one caller per hour, okay? We'll sort that out on Monday. Kath will sort that out. Um, but that was quite interesting last time we did that. It's, it's kind of a rip-off of the beautiful Anonymous podcast, you know, credit where it's due. But I think we do it um, slightly uh, differently. Um, thank you to Sam. Thank you to Haley for the last couple of nights. Excellent stuff as per usual. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget um, that uh, you can download the podcast of this show if you go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider. And if you type in Ian Lee Talk Radio, it'll come up. Uh, if your uh, iTunes allows you to leave comments, if you can leave comments, if you can leave five star reviews, it really, really helps. It just it makes us a little bit more visible to other people. Also, there is another podcast that Catherine and I do, The Rabbit Hole. And again, if you go on iTunes or Acast or your usual podcast provider, type in Ian Lee, Rabbit Hole, Catherine Boyle, it, it, it pops up. Follow me on Twitter. Let's get all the business out of the way, shall we? Follow me on uh, Twitter, at Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. Come and join me on Facebook.com slash Ian Lee. 
Um, and um, I think that's all. Yes, that's all I need to say. I, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed tonight. I've thoroughly enjoyed this week. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Kath coming back. I miss my mate. Virgin Radio, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Ta-ta.